1: This is a podcast from Minute Media. You fed up cuckooed that dude, bro! Oh my god! You've got all your Charger gear on because I look good. I got big energy every day. Let's
2: And he is dead.
1: Blind squirrel finds a knife once in a while. That's like right. It. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert on the move and throws and touchdown.
3: Players, coaches. Staff, fans, together we can create something truly
1: special. Stay tuned
4: for this good content.
1: <laughs> well, hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co host, Wool Dogson, with my buddies, Kev Hug and Duggan. Howdy, duty. Howdy, duty, partner. And let's not forget, Kyle the Coach, Duggan. The Chiefs aren't in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs, Chiefs aren't, aren't in the,
4: the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yes. Don't do that, kids. Don't do that. Don't not, do not, that. No. Don't
1: do that. Don't um do that. all right. Well, yes, as we've as we've mentioned, the Chiefs aren't in the Super Bowl. We know who is going and we've got plenty to to cover with that. Um lots of interesting stuff. We've got a Pro Bowl first before we get to the Super Bowl. We've got Ask Bolt Fam and all that jazz. So let's Started off with the games that happened this weekend. Boy, this postseason has continued to be one exciting game after another. So good. Which is yeah, it's just been entertaining. Like you, the first game was the Bengals and the Chiefs. And boy, for a for a hot second there, it looked like the Chiefs were gonna run away with it. I left. I, I had to I turn gave up off. on it. Too. Yeah, yeah, I, had I did, too. I, I was like, they're up 17. Taking my kids to the park.
3: Let's get my mind off of this. And it was, they they were down. They're on 21 to 3. 21 There's to 3. At a yeah. second. I yeah. like, oh, my God. And then, then, then the Bengals scored, and then the Chiefs were about to go score at the end of the first half, and that's right. when I left. I was done like, I'm it. done with this. Well, they did
1: awesome. a dumb play. It was like, okay, you could have either kicked for points or you did this other like attempt to score, but you threw it to the side, and seconds were only yeah. left, and there it went. So, Wait, he,
4: but he, he, how many points did they miss that
3: they needed? Mahomes uh, had a real crap game.
1: To three on Three would have done, sure. yeah. yeah. done
4: it.
3: Three would have done it. After the first quarter and a half, he just kind of shit the sheets
1: and blew the game for the Absolutely. Team. Well, yeah, if we I mean, if we look at some of the stats, like the the tail of two halves, Patrick Mahomes was eighteen for twenty one in the first half, threw for two hundred and twenty yards, three touchdowns, had a passer rating of one forty nine point <laughs> nine. Perfect passer rating. Second yes, yeah, second half, eight for eighteen, only fifty five yards, threw two interceptions, zero touchdowns, passer rating twelve point three. He
4: did he blew that game. He he blew it it single-handedly. You blew it! (laughs) It, He single-handedly did it to him.
3: And it's like in the past when they lose, right? Last year in the Super Bowl, they lost. Everyone's like, oh, they didn't have a line. Their Mm O-line was hurt. They need a new O-line, blah, blah, blah. Their defense isn't any good Uh, Mm -hmm. two years before that. Whatever. This was all on Mahomes completely choked Mm -hmm. in that second half and just could not do anything. And he, it's like... You know why his stats were so good in the first half? Because he just took the check down. He's like, he just check it down. Five yard pass, six-yard right. pass, five-yard right. pass. And then he got greedy and tried 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 to start throwing the deep ball and just wasn't successful with it and threw two picks and mm-hmm. just trying to do too much. Yep. You're not Justin
1: Herbert, Mahomes. No, and you're not nope. Joe Burrow either, my friend, because Joe <laughs> <laughs> Burrow kept it yeah. in the game. That's um right. yeah. So that was obviously a close game, went into overtime. We saw the Chiefs win the coin toss and yeah. it was just like I was son like, of okay. a bitch. Yep. Like, come right. on. Well,
4: and one the one thing about the two quarterbacks that was interesting is like the scramble game, like the making stuff happen at the end of plays.
1: Burroughs Mahomes, squeaked out of quite a bit. Yeah. Burroughs
4: did a lot. Like He's he was he did like a high step thing to get out and he made a lot of he made oh, a yeah, lot of yards sick. at the end of a yeah. lot of those plays. Mm-hmm. And Mahomes was just running back and forth, getting sacked.
1: Like yeah, He did a lot of this side to side business. And like, he
4: had one moment where he they were they we're about to kick a field goal. It was one play before a field goal, and he went ran back 15 yards. It, right. it became like a 42 yard field goal. I was right. like, "There's something going something on. Something wasn't there. right. Yeah. Something wasn't working up in the old noodle for Mahomes in well, that game, and that was that was weird. Was probably
3: his wife and his brother." I'm sure it probably had something to do with <laughs> it. But distraction. If
4: anything, I'm just glad they're gone. Exactly. I'm glad they're eliminated. Cause exactly. I, those those two suck. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah, everyone We're, was rooting for Joe Burrow so that he could knock out those two from being yeah. in, in <laughs> national news. The two we people that you, weren't bro. even on
1: the roster. Um yep. yeah. That that's it Kansas City had a rough start to their season. And then yeah. all of a sudden kind of went on a hot streak. And I think this was just that reemergence of whatever it was that was causing him issues in that first half of the season, like yep. came back to rear its ugly head. So Their defense yeah. was solid,
3: man. Like they had
1: a, they had yeah. a good defense all Melvin year long. Melvin looked good. I dude. know it hurt and my Melvin heart to see good that game. play hard out there, but yeah. Um, but Bengals won that game. And then the game following that was the Rams and the 49ers at SoFi stadium. Uh Anybody that kind of, kept tabs on what was going on with the 49ers fans and ticket sales and everything like that. It kind of looked like 49ers kind of took over a bit of that stadium. I know we didn't always see it in the camera view, but there was quite a few like tailgating pictures and, you know, donut shops of (laughs) getting overrun by 49ers fans that I read about. So uh, they obviously made a bit of a presence, but it didn't seem to do them much good, unfortunately.
4: Well, and they they I guess, their motto. I heard somebody online posted like their motto is, uh, "They say whose house, and they say Rams house." That was not oh. the Ram. Uh, apparently, that's like their like call to arms during games. It's I cute. wouldn't know. I've never been to a Rams. It game, is cute. But, yeah, um, that really wasn't their house, right? Um, well,
1: not for that game, at least. No, not really. So, um, it, I mean, that was another just a crazy close game. I mean. Rams ended up winning at twenty to seventeen, but but the Niners so didn't, that didn't didn't interception run away with it. that it just hit the
3: poor guy in the chest, and it just went right oh, through his uh, hands.
1: Tart, I think that was trying to catch it. Yeah. Oh my lord, that yeah. poor guy is yeah. just beating himself up. Well, you could tell it hit him hard. Like it that really was affected the eas-
3: him. that was the easiest interception I would have seen all year, and it would have sealed the game up. Done sure. deal. Yeah,
4: that's why they're playing in, uh, on defense in the secondary and not wide receivers. That's there the you difference.
3: Go. Goodell made a call for that
1: that mistake to have pulled that one in. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, that was just that was rough and especially I mean the way that it ended was just like holy jeez, come on Jimmy, don't just like fling it into the other guy's <laughs> hands like ah oh, god. All right. Well, I guess that's it.
4: Yeah, I think that 49ers, man, I think they're going to be a good team next year with a different quarterback. Just, well, Jimmy's been, just not effective. They've mm. been
3: good ever since Shanahan took over. Last year, they just got absolutely decimated by injuries. Injuries, yeah. Mm. But the year before that, they were in the NFC Championship, if I'm not mistaken, as well. It's like, that is a solid team. Yeah, they're they a just, solid team, for sure. I think Trey Lance takes over the reins next year, and you see what they can do with more of a mobile kind yeah. of playmaking
1: type quarterback. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to be around in the NFC for the... For the for the long it's haul, absolutely, yeah. We'll see how it all goes down. Uh, the one player that apparently is making his presence known, even after his early retirement, is Eric Weddle, leading the Rams in tackles with nine tonight.
4: <laughs> what the
1: fuck? Yeah, That's what? <laughs> Any of <laughs> a tackle for a loss? Yeah. yeah, and a tackle for a loss. So good uh, on him, dude. Good I'm on
4: him, Weddle's man. Beard. Let's He's go, healthy, man.
3: He is, he is healthy and ready to go. He's been playing rec basketball,
1: staying yeah. in shape. Is that rock and roll? I, did, did you look? Is that what he's just been doing? Just kind of, <laughs> I Who don't knows? think anything else. Yet. He's been retired. He's not been for, sitting on the couch. We know that much. Guys, oh,
4: yeah. <laughs> he's been retired as long as we've d- been doing this podcast, pretty much. He's been out the previous two years. Wow. Yeah. So that's great. We've never really got to talk about Weddle before.
1: Yeah. And no, he's yeah, he's
4: back and he's going to the Super Bowl. So <laughs>
1: good for him, man. Wow,
4: wow, wee, wow. What a storyline!
1: Yeah. what crazy. a storyline. Um, and just to go back just a little bit for for the Kansas City business, which is going to be interesting, is the Patrick Mahomes cap hit. Now, this year, we're not 100% sure of when his new contract necessarily went into effect. I know it's good, it was a 10 year, half a billion dollar deal, but they structured <laughs> it, it in a way, lots of money. Yeah, they structured it in a way where it was like cheap up front and then progressively. Getting more and more expensive. So this Rough. 2021 year was only a seven million dollar cap hit. Next year, <laughs> skyrockets to thirty six million, yeah. and will only go up from there. Which is what is going to be so wild. So 2022 is thirty six. 2023 is forty six million. Uh, 2024 forty four million. Back to forty six <laughs> million. And I know at least at one point it's going to be like fifty million dollars to pay this guy like into that ten year contract. So how cap do you? Hit. How do you, like, how do you sign anybody else when you're paying one guy $36 million? I have no idea. I mean, is it just a team of rookie contracts? Like, is that the plan? Like,
4: <laughs> you're you're going to have to, yeah, you're going to have to deal with a lot of rookies. And you saw what happened. Uh Tyron Matthew said, basically said goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> like.
1: Deuces. I think it has
4: a lot to do with that <laughs> that amount of money right there. So this I'm was sure. kind of this was kind of that sweet spot year for the Chiefs to get in there to before take advantage they have to, of it. Right. Basically, three or four player contracts, like good player contracts, just for Mahomes,
1: right? Yeah, so, easily. So
4: that's crazy. Situation. It's going to be interesting
1: to see what happens with the Kansas City Chiefs going forward. Um, but and we're
4: going to be dealing with it at some point. Herbert's going to get up into here at some point. Absolutely. So, yeah. No, I mean it's everybody.
1: We, we've been talking about it before that, you know, you got to get Herbert, you know, we got to win now with Herbert on his rookie contract because absolutely Herbert is going to just demand the same amount, if not more money than Patrick $1 Mahomes. One
4: billion
1: yeah. dollars. it Honestly, it would not surprise me if, if that keeps, was the case. Every
4: year he keeps getting better on top of everything he's done. It I don't know yeah. how you couldn't. I don't yeah. know the how you put
3: value. Mahomes got his deal after an MVP Super and Super Bowl victory. Yeah, right. That's he was true. The, in, You're right. He was the yeah. league MVP and won a Super Bowl. Right. You get the biggest deal in the history of the NFL. Sure. Sense. Although we are we are in love with Justin Herbert and he is an extraordinary talent. If he, he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet, He's not the league MVP.
1: So, right. True. I'm sure and but he, he's going to get paid. Only
4: time will tell, Kyle. Yeah. Only right. time yeah. will tell.
1: I mean, it, he's breaking every record that he can get his hot little hands on. So I don't see maybe any he's reason holding out why. until his contract year to win us the Super Bowl. And yeah. there you go. That's that's the year to do it. <laughs> um well played, Herbert. Well played. Um, all right. Well, the Super Bowl this year is set. It is the Rams against the Bengals at SoFi Stadium. <sighs> I mean, no, you look at both I'm... sides of this, it's like, okay, you either get the Rams winning in their home stadium, which is our stadium as well. And, and then it's just like, oh God, I'm gonna hear it all the time. <sighs> Where or, are you at? Like,
4: where are you at on that? Yeah, like or you or have I'm for the Bengals.
1: I, I, or you have I the, the Bengals win, and even though Burrow is going to be tied with Herbert, I, I, I lean Dude. on the side of the Bengals because you look. The at, Bengals haven't won a playoff game in thirty freaking years. Number like one, that yeah. fan yeah. base, we yes.
3: can relate to those guys. Absolutely, well, As, it's like it's, who cares about the Joe Burrow. Just like I love Justin, but it doesn't matter. Joe right. Burrow is a great quarterback. Right, it is what it is. Right, like he's not reached the level of Tom Brady. I hate him because he wins every year. Right, the Bengals haven't won a playoff game in thirty years, and now they're in the Super Bowl. Like I've seen on social media, some like seventy year old grandpas like crying. That's what I was about. TV. That's what
4: I was about to say. The reaction videos you see with the Rams yeah. are like thirty year olds. Yeah, the like throwing beers up in the air, well, taking shots. Are these like stuff. grandpas like yeah. crying? Sitting
1: on their recliner in Ohio, like <laughs> just <laughs>
4: freaking crying their eyes yeah. out. Yeah,
1: it's it's a big deal for Cincinnati. And yeah, I think the Rams, the Rams are kind of in a similar situation to us. Like, yeah, they played in L.A. at one point in time, but they left St. Louis not that long ago. So they're the kind Rams of transplants just, like us.
3: The Rams just suck. Odell Beckham Jr. Sucks like. These guys are just, I, they're just, pro, I don't know. I just don't like watching. I, Matt Stafford and Eric Weddle, I'd want them to be successful because sure, Matt Stafford just had the, he had the worst deal in the sure. world playing for Detroit for so long. Yeah, right. Um, and Eric Weddle, I love as a charger. I know he had some weird relationship stuff leaving, but um, I Still love him, loved as a him when he played for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are the two guys that I'm kind of pulling for, but just, I don't know. McVeigh Rosé really is frustrating to watch yeah um Odell Beckham is a big whiny baby that complained him his way into LA Mm -hmm. I don't know it's just hard to root for that team
4: yeah I think I'm going Sweden I'm not gonna pick a side I'm gonna kind of just be a neutral you know (laughs)
3: so you're just not gonna play the
4: field I'm gonna I'm gonna watch not gonna care (laughs) enjoy the halftime show because that's gonna be pretty sweet and then I'm gonna try and like you know do one of those crazy like Prop bet things where you like try and play bingo with crazy shit. Like, I, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to, that's how I'm going to, you got a strategy. Suitable. Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, regardless of who wins, it doesn't really It's sway. Not the Chargers. Right. It's not yeah. the Chargers. So it doesn't really, you know, who cares? <laughs> it doesn't toot my horn one way or the other. It's just, yeah. it is what it is. But I would rather, I would rather not have to deal with the LA fans, you know, of the Who's House or the fight for LA business. Like, that is more close to home than, Herbert to Burrow, like the Herbert to Burrow thing. They're both
4: studs. They're both studs. Number
1: one, this is that, this is that era. It's going to be Herbert and Burrow and Allen and Mahomes for a good long time. So that that's, we just have to come to accept that just as it was Brady and the Mannings and Roethlisberger and rivers. Like that was that era. So that's fun. It's fun. Absolutely. I'm not like going to Bowl so we can go win two or three and show you up. Right. So the it. people that are going to be on social media and saying that, oh, Burrow's better. We could blah, 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 it's like, it, it, Burrow didn't if, win them to the Super Bowl. Burrow but, obviously contributed quite a bit, I but it's say, a team yeah. effort.
3: A quarterback is defined by championships. Absolutely. Bottom line. You're right. That's why Philip Rivers has a looming shadow over his name because yeah. he never won the, the, the ship. Yeah. So if Burrow wins, you could say that he is a better quarterback. He's not a better thrower. He does not throw the ball better than Justin Herbert. No mm-hmm. one... No one could no one could debate that Justin Herbert is a better <laughs> thrower.
0: There's,
3: it's impossible. He has a stronger arm. He's more accurate. The guy's just better. But Joe Burrow's winning these games right. somehow, some way, and that's a lot of that goes to the quarterback. So it's also uh, the argument there if he wins the Super Bowl. It's right? also 100%. a team sport. Like right. you got to have the defense.
4: The Bengals defense is playing extremely well. Yep, I think that's what something we can take from what the Bengals did this year. To what we can do next year, we improved our offense this year. Let's improve our defense next year and be be there. We we still have that. We still have that ability, and that's why we have this coach. Mm-hmm. Staley was brought in here to give us one of the top defenses, and I think give him this. We got a lot seasons, of money
1: to get the guys that he wants. Exactly. Right,
3: right.
4: Let's
1: go. Let's, Let's do it. it. Um. All right. Well, prior to the Super Bowl, we've got the Pro Bowl to look forward to. That is going to be the sixth, I believe. Uh, but even prior to the Pro Bowl is the Pro Bowl Skill Challenge yeah, buddy. which is going to be this Thursday. Uh I believe it's on ESPN and you're going to have such challenges as the precision passing drill oh, pairs yes. quarterbacks and wide receivers together uh which will be interesting obviously we've got uh, Herbert and Keenan Allen but I wonder if they're going to pair, you know, mix Keenan's and match. Not playing. Keenan's not playing. I didn't hear that. Keenan no, and Joey either.
3: Bosa are both sitting out. With Get years. out of here.
1: I didn't know that. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Bullshit. Keenan, Allen and Bosa aren't playing. Um, you'll also see the Thread the Needle Challenge, which tasks QBs to hit the most targets against the opposing league's best defensive backs. Let's go, let's go, Herbo. Let's go, Herbo. You go got this. Uh, the best catch competition, which is uh, new this season, will take two wide receivers from each league and have them face off in a battle of creativity and talent. It's like a slam dunk contest. I, I like. Yeah. like it. That's cool. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Uh, the fastest man competition, a test to determine the fastest man there. Classic 40 yard dash and skill players from both leagues will compete against each other. All right. That's, That's and kind field. of fun.
4: Like the last time a lot of these guys did the 40 yard dash was With a the combine, like, for let's sure. see what no. you got.
1: There you go, and then uh, the one that I think we are all looking forward to, especially after seeing <laughs> the videos of Justin Herbert, uh, epic Pro Bowl dodgeball event. Yeah, buddy. every player on each team participates in this massive game of dodgeball. It's a best of three series with ultimate bragging rights on the line. Every player? Yes, yeah, it's every player on each team like participates. There's gonna be an
4: offensive lineman version of dodgeball. I want to see what that looks like.
1: It <laughs> was Sean
3: Slater just hooking. Oh yeah. although he's I will say kill. he he had a spike they, somebody scored and let him spike the ball it was not very impressive I don't think he's going to be out there I think that was I a game dodgeball think... is about
4: power man <laughs> yeah. it's all about power and it's about, no, it's not. It's Quick. about agility. he's got the technique dude <laughs> who has the best agility he's got the agility he's got the technique he's got what it takes to be a dodgeball champion Kyle
1: <laughs> you're insane <laughs> you're, you're like Charlie Day yeah. <laughs> it's always sunny you're like <laughs> yeah. it's going to happen see, Kyle that, he's got that, the agility yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the phrase that he says? Like blindside or what is it? Wild Wildcard. Wild, card. Wild There card. it is. Card. <laughs> Jumps, out the Jumps out of the van. Um, all right. So yes, we've got the Pro Bowl to look forward to and the Pro Bowl challenges. Again, check it out this Thursday on ESPN. And don't forget to check out chargechat.com to check out some of the sweet merch we have over there. T-shirts and hoodies and stickers and all that good stuff. And uh, we've also got the members-only section to chat it up with other members of the Charge of Chatteteers. So go on over there, check it out. And you can also ask questions for Ask Bolt fam if you are so inclined to do so. But now, now we've got a very special segment here. It is Bolt Insight and... May or may not be Matt (laughs) Overton. (laughs) It is... (coughs) A killer interview. I can't wait to share with you guys. I don't want to say anymore. Let's just go right to it.
4: As soon as the clock starts, yo ass my
1: when I met Justin Herbert's man, that dude is big as hell yeah, The goal is to just keep it rolling. Come in hike, because we
2: have a lot of things to be excited about. All
4: right, guys, we are back with another Bolt Insight, and we are super pumped to have the one and only Matt Overton with us. What is going on, Matt? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing awesome. Doing even better now. I get to get to meet you. So this is this is awesome. So i, uh, I wanted to kick it off. Um you and I have something in common. I was a long, sna- a long snapper in pop Warner. Okay. So I'll just say that it's not quite the same level, but when I was in pop Warner, I considered myself more of an upside down quarterback than a long snapper. So well, what does it feel like to be the upside down quarterback of the Los
2: Angeles chargers? Well, first man, I'm glad your, uh, your lingo and terminology is up to date with uh, long snapping. we, we, uh, we use the term upside down quarterback for a long time. And, um, it, it gives, uh, somebody that doesn't know what the long time position is. That's like the easiest way to help them wrap their mind around what you do. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's awesome, man. And, uh, it's really cool that you and I have that in common, uh, pop Warner. I, you got me beat, man. I didn't long snap at Pop Warner. So, uh, that's something I haven't done.
4: I was not very effective. I'll say that much. At least I, uh, I, I, I did it because I was I the only one you. willing to try <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't even think we had uh punts and field goals at Pop Warner. So that's pretty impressive, man.
4: Nice, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Compliment from Matt Overton. That's yeah. that's my day is done. I'm good. Um, yeah. so I wanted to kick it off. I wanted to find out a little bit more about, you know, when you came into the league, you started with the Colts. Um, and you know, Pat McAfee is just all over the place now. Is Pat as crazy as he seems
2: when you when you played with him? Yeah, I mean, he he's um First and foremost, um, the personality and the, um, I don't, I don't want to call it the antics, but the things that you see on the show, um, I, I got to experience a lot of that, um, within reason, uh, the five years that he and I played together. Um, he is an incredible talent. Um, there is no surprise to me and many guys that I got close to him, um, at the level of success he's reached, um, his post career, uh, football wise going into his new media career. Um, but the dude has always been extremely funny, very witty. Um, I mean, his brain works a million miles a minute. Uh, and, uh, it's just so much fun to see him pursuing the dream that he really always had. Um, and, and for it to come fl- to fruition, in such a short period of time, really. And we have a kick watching them and, and keeping up to date. And I know a lot of guys across the league, um, you know, value, him as a media guy and um they love the opportunity to go on a show because he's he's a former player he understands the the grind of it all he understands the business side of it all he he has a lot of fun uh, and i think a lot of guys trust um him when it comes to you know being interviewed or just having that uh, simple conversation he's able to peel, peel back those layers um that a lot of um people you know reporter uh, really can't get get to so um uh, he's been great for our sport, great for our league and a huge advocate for, you know, uh fourth down and special teams for sure, you know, with the Ford for the brand and yeah, we call, we call ourselves the fourth down army. Uh, and right. so, you know, it was a lot of fun, man. I love playing with him. He's a great friend to this day. Um, and I learned a lot from him. That's awesome, man. So, you know, I want to find out a little bit more about, you know, you, you signed with
4: the chargers this year and you got a you know, you just tweeted, you got a full season for the first time in a long time and, it was so great having you. So what were your expectations coming to the Chargers and, and, and you know, becoming a bolt?
2: I mean, I was really excited. Um, you know, I, in 2019, I had a cup of coffee with the team. They signed me, I don't know what week 11 or so. And uh, Cole Mazza got, he had like an illness, you know, elevation sickness. I think it was what it was because that was the week of the uh, Mexico city game. Oh,
4: that's
1: right.
2: So they, they flew me out last minute to Colorado Springs um, and Cole, Cole got sick from the elevation. And so they had me there just as a, uh, emergency, uh, filler if, if he wasn't feeling better, but, um, you know, Cole got to play. And so I got to meet, you know, Ty and, um, a handful of the guys that were on the team. Uh, I mean, that, that two years ago, you know, that, that our roster has transformed. Um, and that's pretty consistent across the league. Um, you know, Badgley, when he was there, I got to meet him and work with him a little bit. And so there was some familiarity coming to the to the team this year. Um, Tom Telesco and I have known each other since 2012 when he was in Indy before he became the GM of the Chargers. And I'm from the I'm from California. I'm 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 a Bay Area native, and um, so it was great to be back home. And honestly, I I think from a from afar, I I knew that the Chargers had a great roster. Um, but man, when I got there, um, it blew my mind to see the talent that, that was there. I mean, of course, I've always. You know, Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams and those guys that have been there for a while, Bosa. Uh, but then when you see Herbert in person, man, you're like, man, this is special. There's something good going on here. And then, you know, the acquisitions with um, with Corey and, um, you know, some of the big free agent guys that they got this year to you know, kind of build that roster has been great. And I, I was just very fortunate to um, be a part of the team this year and, and um, you know, hope to be back. And it's definitely a, a special special locker room they got going on there and the future's bright. Yeah, it's awesome. It was really fun to be a Charger fan this year and everything that kind of happened in the development
4: and where we're going. And, you know, you've had, you know, different head coaches in your career. What was it like? Cause it felt like there was this like jolt of excitement for Charger fans and, and coach Staley. What was it like in the locker room for you having coach Staley as, uh, you know, as your
2: leader? Yeah. I mean, I, it reminds me of 2012, when I had Chuck Pagano as a first year head coach, um, defensive minded guy, um, not n- not as young as Staley, but he had that energy as like a first time head coach, you know. And, and uh, um, so I, I look back on those days in my time with Pagano and a lot of um, similarities between him and, and Staley. Staley um, Staley's just a little more cutting edge and uh, obviously a little bit younger. Um, but man, his energy is contagious. Um, he knows how to lead a, a group of men and lead that locker room. And, um, he's, he's really easy to buy into. He's very likable, very personable. Um, I had a great time, um, uh, playing for him and, you know, his aggressiveness on fourth down is something that, you know, I, I, I like it. Sometimes I wish we were kicking, um, <laughs> yeah. but, but I, you know, I would rather be with a head coach, like, like coach Daly, that's on the aggressive side um, because he believes in our team. He believes in, you know, Herbert and the offense, he believes in the defense. And, you know, when we're called upon to go make those kicks or convert a, um, a fake or something like that, like, you know, that fires it up, fires us up as a, as a team. When we know that our head coach has our back and, and, um, lives and dies by the the outcome, you know?
4: Yeah. Well, and that's it. I didn't even think about that. Like the idea of like going forward on fourth down, there were some pretty crazy fourth down attempts this year, You're ready to go. You're ready to run back on the field, and coach is like, "All right, we're going for it." Like, what was that like for you?
2: Uh, A little unprecedented for me. You know, with this being my tenth year in the league, um, I've never been uh, around a head coach that is so aggressive like that. Yeah, Um, I I played for Bruce Arians um, for a a brief time when he was the interim head coach in Indy, and and I would consider him a a fairly aggressive coach um, when it came to those um, analytical decisions and whatnot, and yeah, um, but Staley took took it a, a step further. Uh, you know, we we all look back at that Kansas City game and all that kind of stuff, and and um, you know, could have, would have, should have. But I mean, in, in the in the heat of it, you know, we knew that so we had to you know keep the ball out of you know Mahomes' hands as much as possible. You know, convert on those fourth and shorts, and 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 you know, if we can steal the momentum from that game, you know, we knew we had to do that. And unfortunately, the ball didn't go our way a couple of times. Um, you know, and, and a lesson learned. I mean, I think we lo- learned a lot, all of us, this year. Um, it's really a young team. I mean, especially at the quarterback position and some of the key players on defense. And of course, a, a, your head coach, and even across the board, coaching wise, I mean, there's a lot of younger guys that are, you know, filling, you know, the coordinator position uh, for the first time, you know. So I think this year was just a, a, an incredible feat with building the foundation for the future. Um, and it's exciting to see what this team can do in the next, uh, um, year coming up. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, it's crazy. Cause
4: like you mentioned, like the chiefs thing, like you see what they just did in the playoffs, you give them 17 seconds. If you don't just keep your foot on their throat, like you never know what's going to happen. So it's all the could have, what it should us, but it felt like a lot of, a lot of those were good decisions. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to figure out kind of, you know, in terms of the special teams, like as a charger fan, we've been on a roller coaster over the last 20 years of special teams and it started out, you know, we didn't start out the best, but then as it went, there was this drastic improvement. And I want to curious, like what from being on the inside and being a part of week one to where we finished week 17, you know, what was it like and what did you see the kind of differences that helped, help shape that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think the, um, coming in playing against the charges for, you know, handful of years. I mean, quite honestly, and it's no secret. I mean, it was one of the weakness um, weaknesses of the team that when I faced them, you know, they were pretty simple in their, in their schemes and pretty predictable. Um, and so coming in, I knew that a lot of the guys who had been on the roster, like Ty long, um, we needed to change something. And, it, and of course it helped with a new staff coming in. Um, Coach uh, Swinton came in with a new philosophy and whatnot. Um, it, it was just it was it was good to be a part of that transition um, because I've come from programs where you know we're top five across the board on special teams. Indy was uh, really really good, and even in my time in Jacksonville and with the Titans, we were always a top tier special teams uh, unit. Um, and a lot of that went with you know the experience that guys had with you know having more veterans uh, in those core. Um, groups and having you know veteran specialists and um, you know just having you know a coach that uh, really or having having a GM or a head coach that really pours into the that that phase of the game because there's some teams that kind of neglect it, and I kind of feel like that was neglected for the Chargers for a handful of years coming into this year. So I knew that something had to change, and and for me being you know a new guy, you know I put it upon myself to kind of be that leader that um, you know, instilling the confidence and buying into the new system for the young guys, because really this is probably the youngest group that I've been around. Um, you know, in a long time, our, our punt team, for the most part, 90% of it was one year guys or even rookie guys, you know, so not a lot of experience there. Um, and so, and then even, you know, the punt and kick return before, uh, we got Andre there, I mean, there was guys that just really had no experience in returning, you know? So we were yeah. just trying to plug and play for like the pr- first five or six weeks and it just wasn't working. Um, you know, we had a young kicker and, um, you know, so we had those early struggles, right? Um, but if you, it, it, what a lot of fans don't realize is, you know, you could be 32nd ranked in the league and you could be in the top 10. And really what, what differentiates the, the bottom of the barrel to the top is by like less than two yards. So wow. you're talking about one one big return, uh, one, you know, like Andre, right? When he busted that one against Denver, that that return to the house put us like in the top like five return units and where we were in, you know, the maybe we we're like in the 25th range gotcha. going into that game. So it, it takes some time. Um, and it takes some time for these young guys to understand the techniques and and the schemes and the leverages, and because At the end of the day, a lot of these guys never played special teams in college. They were a starting linebacker, a starting receiver. You know, so it's one of those things where when you when you get a a core group of rookies, which we have a great core with Nick Neiman and Eamon and um, Trey McKitty and uh, even Drew Twinkle. He doesn't have a lot of playing time. You know, he he was hurt all last year. Having that young uh, beast of a guy that he is, like this core is. You keep this core for the next three to five years, it's going to emerge into one of those top. Special teams units year in and year out, um, but it just takes some time, you know. It's it's all new to a lot of guys. Um, I know myself and Ty and and with du- when Dustin came in and even Andre when he came in, like we took it upon ourselves to, you know, be the leaders of that group and it and it paid paid off like late in the year, you know. And we're making big returns and and doing better and, and protections and um, it was a spark that our, our that gave our um, team an advantage going into late in the season, you know. So I was really really proud of the. The way we finished the year. Unfortunately, we wish we were in the playoffs, but um, I mean, there's a lot to be said with where we started and, and where, we, where we got to um, come week 18. So really proud of this group and it's going to be um, a, a great group going forward.
4: No, we were really excited to watch the, the progression and you guys just getting better and better. And then, you know, what, what I, I'm curious, because the big thing that just recently happened was, you know, coach, coach uh, Swinton is no longer on the uh, coach of the team. So what is that like to take, get to where you guys were and then have to start over again with the new coordinator? Is that is that really hard to do and it's going to take a while to get back up to speed or is it just the guys and the technique and they're all getting better? There shouldn't be that much of a change.
2: I mean, first and foremost, man, I, I love playing for Coach Win and Coach Mayer, um, two really, really good coaches. Um, you know, I was a bit surprised to see what had happened, but I know the business of, of the NFL and, and it's hard. And, you know, um, I, I appreciate them giving me an opportunity to come in and, and uh, play this year. And I know they're going to be in the league somewhere else. Um, and we learned a lot from Coach Win. He, he, he did a great job with uh, schemes and Coach Mayer with technique and all the kind of stuff. And, and, again, you saw the progression, you know. And uh, I think the guys, the core guys um, that, are, that are younger, um, it took a while. Once you start making these big plays and you see these returns happening and you see how it really changes the outcome of the game, good or bad, it's so it the special teams phase of the game is very very important it's all about field position you know so i think this year has been a huge foundation for the special teams unit um going forward and i know there'll be some there'll be some transitional things with the new coach and new coordinator and new schemes but for the most part it's it's pretty it's pretty relevant across the league there's nothing i mean i i know quarterbacks go through new uh coordinators all the time and and learning a new playbook is is you know could be a big daunting task but Special teams for the most part, you know, you a lot of these guys have, you know, crossed paths as an assistant with other guys. And and there's kind of like this foundational like thing about special teams where it's not too different from team to team. It's just about, you know, maybe some techniques and footwork is different and and whatnot. But I think the keys going forward, having some veterans um back, like, you know, Andre, hopefully myself and Ty and and D Hop and you know, having those veteran older guys, Steven Anderson, another one coming back we can, we can really, um, you know, start from day one in OTAs and really, really progress through training camp and get ready for the season. So, um, I I think it's, it's, uh, it's not going to be too big of a change, but, um, it'll be interesting to see who they hire. So I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, you kind of talk about it briefly. It it seems like, uh, you know, you
4: Hopkins and, and Ty have a cool kind of bond. They always posting photos of you guys going out together Like what, what's the kind of, you know, and you guys are all kind of together for the first time this year. And it felt like there was a really cool kind of bond with you guys. What is it like playing with those guys and just kind of, you know, you guys sticking together? Like, what's that like?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's really, really important. And we're and even uh, Tristan, man, throw him in there. The four of us, we were very, very close. Um, We work all the time together, but we also spend a lot of time off the field together, which is great for just, you know, creating that bond and friendship and brotherhood. Um, and, you know, Ty and I, you know, when I came on the team, you know, a few years ago, we hit it off pretty quickly. Um, and so we have a lot in common with his, you know, his path to the NFL with going to the CFL and my path going through different leagues to get to where, I, where I'm in, at in the league. And, um, so we had a lot of common coming in. So I knew that going, uh, coming to Ty, um, during training camp was great. Kind of already knew him a little bit. And then Dustin and I, we've we've trained um, in the summer. We live here together, in Nashville uh, now. But um, getting to work with him, like really, really one on one, has been great. And just the personalities mesh really well. You know, our drive to to want to be elite and be the best, and the leadership aspect of um, holding ourselves accountable for the team. I mean, we all kind of have that in common. So the three of us, man, and, and Tristan too, like helping the young a young kicker out and having him and seeing him grow throughout the year um, has been great. So um, I know we're all free agents and it's a crazy business. Who knows what's going to happen, but uh, I really do hope that we get the chance to work together again because that continuity is really important. And um, I I love playing with those guys. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I want to, I want to kind of change it up a little bit. Like I remember on social
4: media, kind of one of my highlights of 2021 was uh, Nan. Um, the videos you posted of her celebrating, dancing, and at the games.
2: Yeah, tell us a little bit about Nan. Oh man, so my my grandmother, man, she's I think she's 86 now, um, and she's uh, uh, she's a spitball man. She's she's so energetic. She's she's always been my number one fan. I know my mom, my dad have been great, but my my Nan is fired up. I talked to her before every game. Um, she's been there every step of the way. Uh, throughout my career. And when she gets to go to a game, I mean, she's, she's crazy. It's almost embarrassing. (laughs) And uh, you know, we've, when I played for the Colts, you know, we used to play the Raiders a couple of times and she, we're all from the Bay area. So my, my family is um, originally from like the Oakland area. And so we'd go to Raider games. We'd be playing against the Raiders. My man was not afraid to walk into the Colts with a Colts jersey on talking smack i mean it's just because it's very hostile environment and it's oh, like yeah. almost to the point where it's kind of dangerous like i can't bring my grandmother to a game we in the opposite colors yeah in the stand but she she's fearless man and so it's been incredible to have her close to to home now because now she can drive down to the games and man, the, the video for dancing i mean that's just she that's her personality she's she's crazy man and i i was it was exciting to be able to share that with people because you know she's she's my biggest fan. I love her so much. And you know, she's like, she gets down in, in long snaps during the game. Like when I'm, <laughs> she's, she's hilarious. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my nan. And she's, she's awesome. And, and uh, again, it's, it's awesome being close because now she can come to more games and, and, uh, just be, just be a crazy fan. So
4: I love it. I'd pay money to tailgate with her. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got to get her out to thunder alley. Uh, but, hey, <laughs> we got to make that happen for sure. Yeah. That, for sure. So um, I want to talk a little bit about you know, your brand, the Stay Ready. I love it, dude. I love everything you're doing over there. So you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with Stay Ready. And then um, I saw that you have a scholarship also associated with
2: it. Yeah. So you know, I, uh, I was with the Colts from 2012 through 2016. Leading up to the Colts, you know, I was... You know, just to go back even further, my, my, technically my rookie year was 2007. That was when I was an undrafted free agent with the Seahawks. Um, and it wasn't until two thousand and twelve that I made my first active roster with the Colts. So it took me six years roughly to play my first NFL game. You know, I came from a small division two school, western Washington. I was a Juco player, so like my my path has been like you know the long way around kind of thing, you know and and so I love to share my testimony with guys, my story because believe it or not there's there's a handful of guys on every team that has that that crazy story of how they got to where they're at um it's not always d1 it's not always the sec it's not always this that and the other and so um you know like the like to share those stories you know because it inspires a lot of guys who you know are striving for the dream And it's not even just football related it's just you know life in general and so when i got you know i got cut from indy in 2017 and i i was crushed man i was like man i didn't expect this to happen um definitely got sideswiped and so i kind of d- went into that offseason like with the chip on my shoulder but like just with this idea of like man i just need to stay ready because i know that call can come at any time and i and i looked back at my time when i was on the street in 2007 when the Col- colts called me for a workout and you know it was because of my uh preparation and and you know my daily routine and grind that really helped me just stay ready for that opportunity that came and so i kind of had that mindset again and kind of stuck with me and kind of transformed into this message and, and a uh, brand that I've started last year. And, um, you know, it's just really just the, the faith and the patience and the, you know, preparation behind, um, you know, the journey you're on to get to where you want to go and achieve your goals and dreams. And so, um, it, that's kind of the mission behind it, the mission statement, the vision, but, you know, to tie that along with, uh, you know, the scholarship you mentioned, um, you know like I mentioned i I, I wasn't a scholarship athlete. Uh, I went to junior college first, went to a Division two school, which hardly offered any scholarships at all. so you know I thought a good way you know to um, pay for it forward in, in a, a little way is to help you know those those athletes that are you know maybe paying their way through school or um, aren't on scholarship or you know just give them a little motivation and and support in 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 that regard. and so we do a little scholarship and the uh, proceeds from one of one of the state ready hats we have will we'll go straightly, straight directly to to an athlete every year. Um, and so we're gonna do one this spring leading into the summer. And we're gonna probably do a long snapper because it, it just goes along with the yeah, brand. Absolutely. Uh, you know, cause in long snappers, a lot of them across the country aren't even on scholarship. So um to be able to, you know, maybe help them financially, whether it's getting them new gear or you know, paying for books or whatever the case may be, you know, we just want to pay it for it in, in some re- regard. And, um, so it's been fun with, with this brand and kind of growing it and, you know, making my multicolor hats for the team that I'm currently on and stuff like that. So I it's just, it's it just, it's just cool, man. I, I really enjoy doing it and, you know, really beyond the, the, the merchandise and the, the gear it's, you know, hosting free camps for long snappers and, and doing that stuff here in Nashville, so it's been a lot of fun.
4: That's so awesome that you're doing that. And yeah. um, wanted to get you out of here on this. Um, we just uh, interviewed Braden Fajoco, and he he had mentioned that you know when when we're on the sidelines, the special teams guys, the the specialists are pretty good at giving it back to the uh, the fans that are yelling down at the team. You know, it's like he's mentioned specifically the Eagles game. What what is the craziest stuff you've heard
2: fan a fan say or do? in your career in the NFL? Oh, man, there's been so much. I mean, when I played with Patton and Vinatieri, I mean, the heckling was nonstop. And it, it was probably the worst when we went to New England because, you know, even though, you know, Vinatieri walked into, you know, his uh, familiar territory, man, they would boo him. All, they would, the whole place would boo him when we got for a PAT. Oh, man. And it was like that love-hate relationship, right? I mean, of course they don't hate him because he won them free ring, whatever, whatever, you know, he, he, he was the goat for him, you know? So, but it was, it's pretty interesting to be with Vinatieri, Um, and who can talk smack to Vinatieri? No one can. I mean, it's yeah. like, he's, he's the greatest of all time. And then you got Pat, who's a loud mouth himself who will fire back. And, and so there's, there's places that are like uh, notoriously um known for obviously Philly's tough anywhere in any time in New York, um, Baltimore's tough. I mean, I feel like the East coast in general, and then you go, you go to Oakland, or, you, or now Vegas, yeah, um, which is nowhere near what the black hole was in Oakland. And, you know, um, Oakland was rough, man. That place was nonstop heckling. Um, Batteries
4: and, will come flying. At I mean, you. yeah,
2: that place was. And I, and being from the Bay Area, growing up, going to A's games and Raider games, like I absolutely, I loved it. I got to play, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I got to play <laughs> at Candlestick. I got to play at the Coliseum. I got to play at Qualcomm. So I got to play at all those old stadiums that i grew up going to which is awesome um so like i can't really pinpoint something specifically but i mean we can we can talk about philly this year i mean we went in halftime and we had no idea that their halftime was going to be uh dedicated to like a salute to service thing with the marine the marine corps Mm -hmm. And, you know, specialists go in and we spend about five minutes in the locker room, go to the bathroom, grab a drink, grab a little snack, whatever the case may be. And we try to get on the field with like six or seven minutes left before the, the second half starts. And it's very common. Every team does it. So we go out there like we normally do. And I, I come out probably a couple minutes late and Ty is out there by himself. And he's, he's punting some balls And the Marine Corps is doing some sort of like, they're not, they're not playing. I think they had their like, and I do not want to disrespect this ceremony at all, but they maybe they had their trumpets, but they weren't playing quite yet. They were just in formation, and the stadium was kind of eerily quiet, but he's punting balls. And as, I come, as I'm coming out, every, as soon as that ball left his foot, the whole place started booming. Oh, and I think he was a little oblivious to what was going on at the moment because he was so zoned in. Because we hadn't, we hadn't punted in this game yet. So with Ty, he's like, man, I got to stay warm. I got to stay ready. So I walk out. Boo. Another one leaves his foot. Boo. And I I go stand out there and I'm going to get ready to snap to him. And it just kind of clicked with me. There's this like ceremony thing going on. There's booze. And I, I quickly realized that when, you know, we were not supposed to be out there. And. He does it, he does it like two or three more times, and the place just erupts. Then our coach comes out, tells us to get the F off the field. We go to the sideline, fans are throwing stuff, this, that, and the other, cursing Ty, cursing me. And I'm like, Oh my God, we had no idea what was going on. So apparently, they had the ceremonies uh, set up for halftime that took the entire halftime and doesn't give us specialists, even, even the Eagles specialists had no idea what was going on. They're like, dude, I, we had no idea that this was happening. And uh, for it you know, for it to happen on Salute to Service week, uh, week for them, it wasn't for us, it was for that home team, um, in Philly, primetime game, I mean, just like everything came crashing down. Ty took the, the brunt of it all, like social oh, media man. lives and all that kind of stuff. But like, even like the second half, the, uh, the stands kind of came close to our sideline so the fans were kind of right on top of us. So when we're, we had a, we were in between their cheerleaders and the bench or or the stands. So we were like in this tight, narrow uh, sideline where we warm up and stuff like that. And like fans were throwing stuff at Ty, throwing stuff down on us. Um, and man, he didn't hear the end of it. And so that's probably the craziest story. And it was something that's that wild. I've never ex- experienced. So from then on, like, Ty and I made sure, like, hey, what's the <laughs> halftime situation this weekend? Because we are not absolute. We are not going through this again. It, it's funny too, because even when we go out to um, to warm up at home, or even any other game in general, like you kind of have a feeling like when the national anthem's going to start. Yeah, and sometimes it happens sooner than later because of if, if it's a if it's a televised game nationally or something like that. <laughs> I swear we'll be warming up and I'll snap a ball and Ty just runs off the field because he sees that, you know, they're about <laughs> to come. now. He's like, listen, dude, I am not going to put myself through the hell I just endured in Philadelphia. Again, I'm never going to be <laughs> labeled as disrespecting the military. So his awareness level is through the roof now because, um, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to be on the field. We're not going to be doing anything that's not paying respect or, or attention yeah. to The national anthem or anything military first responder based. So, um, yeah, that was, that's probably the craze. It has to be because I've never, I've never experienced that. And and I know Ty will never forget it either. They're going to have to get you guys
4: like a racquetball court inside the locker room. So you can just go in there and just whack the shit out of balls,
2: snap. You know, you don't even have to go out on the field. I know, man. They need to do something. They (laughs) changed the rules. They changed the rules now because now we can't, we can't disrupt. any halftime, you know, even if it's like dogs kissing Frisbees, we can't go out there <laughs> at all. And, well, and, I, and I remember back in the day, like with McAfee, like when you go play like Green Bay, they, used, they typically have like the, the University of Wisconsin band is like a hundred member band. It a takes lot of people. The entire field. Yeah. We'd go out there and try to uh, warm up. And I remember one game we were at home and there was a band that took up the entire field. I think it was like Purdue University or something like that. And he was punting and and he shanked one, and it went right into the procession, like hit somebody, like bass or drum or snare, whatever. He hit somebody. Oh no. That parent of that of that band member wrote a letter to Jim say, and upper management to the Colts, complaining about how we completely disrespected the band and all that they'd worked for, and that we should be punished for this and all that kind of stuff. So, we yeah we we're just trying to warm up. It's a yeah. football game. We're just trying to get our, our reps in because sometimes we're limited in the game. So yeah, we we get the we get the rough you know roughing the stick on on that kind of stuff when it comes to us taking the field and warming up. So. <laughs> Never dull well, moment for special. Right. And well, I, you
4: guys will be the experts at halftime shows and what's happening throughout the league and uh, you'll yeah. be ready to go for next
2: year. Yeah, for sure, man.
4: So all right, Matt. Well, thank you so much for your time, man. It was an absolute
2: pleasure meeting you and and, and picking oh, your man. brain. So thank you. Yeah, anytime I appreciate you guys and hope to be back. Bolt up, man. Let's do it. Bolt all up. Right, See ya, man. See ya.
1: Dude, let's go, Matt Overton. That was (coughs) awesome, dude. Quarterbacks, sorry, (laughs) touchdown, quarterbacks. Let's go, baby. Overwhelmed. I remember. So it wasn't (laughs) only
3: Kevin. I think my dad probably forced us to be long snappers. Oh, really? Um, But I did it also in Pop Warner. I remember like a a Pop Warner like barbecue like fundraiser. We did like a -a walkathon, and at the end, you had like a barbecue, and they had like the tire that you could throw it through. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna upside a quarter, upside down quarterback this thing, <laughs> and I long snapped it straight through the tire. Oh and wow! I was like I'm a hero. I am. And, a and then Warner you never hero. snapped
4: again. One off. Just yeah. I'm done. Good. Right. No. Went out on tried, top.
3: I went into high school, and they're like, "Did anybody ever snap and pop Warner?" And I, I just went and got water. I didn't say a word because <laughs> that's, that's just it's <laughs> so so <laughs> <serious> <laughs> stressful. It's the most it's stressful 100%. position. Hundred percent, it, and it's
4: no, so no hard. One, no one thinks about it. Like the kick is really difficult, but if that snap isn't perfect yeah, and gets no. down perfectly, like it d- doesn't matter what the kick is. No, no. So, Cause
3: you, half so the time much, in high school, the ball snapped over their head or rolling yeah. on the ground. And then what? <laughs> like <laughs> if you've never tried before and you try to, you try to talk smack about any long snapper, go get a football, right? put your friend 15 to 17 yards behind you and try to get the ball to them on any kind of a line. Right. And use it's,
4: two hands. You got to hold, hold the laces and then hold the front and you yeah, try it. Go for it. Because Matt Overton's the man, and yeah. I love that <laughs> guy. So fourth
3: down, the fourth down. What do you say? The fourth down army. They need more down, respect. Right, yeah. The fourth
1: down army. Yeah, yeah. gotta yeah. have more respect. Yeah, that was just and then, so. And then Matt, cool. the
3: long snapper, has to go down there and play linebacker and make a tackle on a guy. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, Bunder, snap the ball and stop some big guy from anything. getting past you, and then yeah. like then yeah, tackle the down guy. the field and make a tackle. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. It
4: was just so cool to get so much extra insight from him. Like yeah, so cool just awesome dude. And hopefully I, I really hope he's our long snapper
1: next year. That'd be so I don't see awesome. why not. There was not an issue with a single Snapple. He here. was
4: fantastic. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. That was so cool, Matt. Thank you so much Thank for you, coming sir. on and yeah, chatting with Kevin. awesome. That was, that was just a rad, rad interview. And I, I'm so tickled that we were able to get him on. That was just great. Um, all right. Well, next on the agenda, we've got a fan focus, another special one coming in hot. Let's go see who it is.
4: All right, guys, we are back with another fan focus, and we are super pumped to have Jason from San Diego. What's up, Jason? Woo!
5: What's up, my dude? Oh, what's and up, the Bolt fam?
4: <laughs> Let's go. All right, man. Well, we're so pumped to have you on. um You know the drill, man. How did you become a Charger fan?
5: Oh, boy. So it started back in, I believe, 2001, 2002. So I guess what, 21 years? LT's there you, number? There you Ooh, go. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good year. <laughs> that's right. Um, so it kind of basically started with my dad a little bit. Um, he kind of fell off the wagon ever since they left to Los Angeles. But I've been a diehard fan since then. So basically, yeah, started during that time. Of, if you guys remember uh, Doug Flutie. Oh, So yeah. I'm 34 years old. Yeah, so Doug Flutie. I knew a little bit about it. I didn't know too much. My era for my dad was, I believe, Brian Leaf. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> oh, God. Yikes. Right. Yeah, yikes. Yeah, I know. But great guy. Um, but um. so... What really solidified it was uh, obviously Durden tie with Drew Brees, awesome, awesome player. I I wish he kept you know playing still, but you know he deserves that retirement. He worked so hard for it, and I do appreciate the Brees family that when they were here, uh, you know. As a matter of fact, I actually got to meet them like one time. I used to be a um, a bus boy, and then I actually got to meet him. It was really cool. So awesome. really great family. Yeah. Um, so, but what really hit, though, for sure, was the 2006, and we all know that era. Was it? We were 14. Uh, we were up 14, and we lost two games. But yeah. you know, you know how that went out. But Marty hyper, God rest his soul, that was my favorite year for sure, and that made me um, like solidify like why I'm the Charger fan that I am today. Even though I don't have a lot of like Charger friends, because a lot of them are either Denver or primarily Raider fans. But you know, yeah, it is what it is, but I respect it. Um, you know, I'm just there for the game, I'm just I love that team so much. Yeah,
4: that's awesome, man. And you know, San Diego, it's 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 tough down there. My brother's down there, all my family's down there. There's still diehards, but there's a lot that aren't. So, you know, what yeah. is it like? Is it hard? Is it a little easier having you know more social, you know, more charger content to keep you tighter to the team if you don't have just charger fans everywhere?
5: Yeah, absolutely. And because when I was when I got to know you guys a little bit, I know you guys been around since 2019. I barely started like seeing and listening to you guys on the podcast a lot, um, a couple months, fr- uh, like right now, late lately. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, to tie it all in is that you guys were basically you guys wanted to create this, you know, to bring everyone together because everyone's like all moved around you. You guys from Idaho, riot, and one of them's in. Uh, yeah, I'm in uh, Missouri. What was the other one? I'm in Missouri. Missouri, Missouri. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but definitely, you know, it's great. Yeah, yeah. It brings everything together because I don't have a lot of friends who are really into it as much, and I have a friend who just moved to Nebraska, and he's been just pissed ever since. <laughs> oh no. Every, <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was that diehard guy, and I'm just like, when they left, I was very, very bitter. I mean. I don't blame the team. We all know who I kind of want to blame. Sure. Uh, part, partly the city, but partly, you know, who I don't want to talk about because I know they're. <laughs> <going through laughs> he, legal he who issues. will not be named. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> the, the, oh gosh. But definitely um, having this, watching YouTube videos, watching you guys, listening to podcasts and other podcasts as well. And just as soon as I hear Chargers, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm let's... engaged. Like, what are they What is my? What are they talking about my team? Are they talking about Herbo? You know, like yeah. my man, Justin, we got to represent. There we go.
4: We got <laughs> Pro, yeah. Pro Bowl Justin Herbert. We love him. Yes. So, all right, well, cool. Let's talk a little bit about the season. You know, man, we had an interesting year, brand new coach, yep, you know, yep. brand new defense. Like, what do you think we need to do to kind of take it, take it to the next level? What do you think Staley's going to do in year two with our defense?
5: Well, we all know what, you know, Telesco did, and also with uh, Brandon Saley's mindset. You know, we all know that he's a defensive genius. And I know that we're trying to fix the offensive line. I mean, getting Corey Lindsey, Filer, and, you know, seeing like, well, who was the other one we had? Ode Abushi. Um, Ode Abushi. Ode, Unfortunately, he had that injury. But uh, yeah, so we got to all understand. And I kind of want to just tell everybody who's watching and listening is that we got to understand this is coach day's first year. I mean, he's been a coach a long time. We all know he has an amazing resume and, but we just got to give him a break. You know, I think everyone just needs to chill out, like give him a break, but definitely we all know they're going to fix the defense. And to me personally, if we can get like a Rashawn Slater on right tackle, I'm Gucci. I don't need anything else. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All pro rookie
4: right tackle. I'll take one of those. (laughs)
5: Oh heck yeah, man! And then I've been hearing all this stuff in the off season and getting people are doing their mock drafts. I mean, I'll wait until all that kind of goes. But I just hope that Coach Staley will definitely fix. Well, everyone and the organization will fix that defense because that's especially interior defense. Oh my lord!
4: I know. Well, and it's going to be interesting because, like you said, Staley's second year, and we have Justin Herbert. So, like, free agents will yep. look at that kind of stuff when it's time to pick a team where they want to go, and yep. it's kind of. We'll see what kind of pull Staley has because when we were doing our free agent stuff last year, there really wasn't time for these guys to like, oh, Coach Staley's going there. Let me do it. like be interesting yes, to see what's yep. gonna happen this year with his poll and the Justin Herbert poll.
5: Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see. I mean, uh, I just hope you know Telesco and, and everybody and, and the front end uh, the front office are just because honestly, to me personally, like I think his job's on the line, to sure. be honest. Like, he's got him. He's been, Telexa has been with us for what, 10 plus years? You know, I've Hot seen minute. some really good ones and some really bad ones. I don't want to name any guys, but we've we made some really weird moves just yeah, to get sure. some people. So, no, I'm, I don't know.
4: I'm with you for sure. So, uh, let's get you out of here on this. You know, like it's always fun to, when you have a Charger fan that's been a fan as long as you have, it's like, can you narrow it down to like the most memorable moment for you as a Charger fan?
5: Oh. <sighs> Man, well, I'll never forget. I think I think the one for sure is when we all we all seen LT do his jump. All, you know, he's like kind of a small guy. I mean, quote unquote, small guy. Yeah, yeah. He reminds me of Austin Eckler too, you know, the pound for pound kind of guy. But he'll make, I forgot what game that was, but he made like a huge jump over a crowd of like 300 pound guys. And he just... You know, like it's nothing. It makes that touchdown. I don't know if it was a Denver game or or Raider game, but I, I do remember it was in San Diego for sure when the Qualcomm was still here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the one thing that I will never forget. That I was like, damn, I can't believe I have a great team. You know, and yeah. I, I I know we hear Brady, we hear you know Mahomes. They're talented guys. I understand that, but at this, I think it's just when I see Justin and a lot of doubters, and I'm just I see how impactfully is. I mean, dude, the Raider game that just passed, holy crap.
1: <sighs> yeah, Mind exactly. Blowing. Yeah.
5: It was monstrous. Like the kid pulled everybody on his back. And I mean, I'm not gonna say Mike and everyone else didn't do well, like, but making those catches, throwing darts and kids amazing. He's gonna go places and I'm glad he's gonna be the face of the, the franchise. I, I really believe in him. Um so shout out to Oregon people. I mean, I became an Oregon Duck fan, even though I like the aspects. same. I've
4: been following the Ducks ever since we drafted him, so I'm on the same. Exactly.
5: Page. You know, uh Mariota was there too. So it's like you have Dan Fouts. We all have like those guys who became such amazing athletes. And just, I'm sure you've seen the 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 one where Justin dunked on all those kids like, that went viral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean the. Kid's amazing. there's like there's nothing the sky's the limit for him. You know what I mean? Yeah.
4: It's exciting time, man. And we appreciate you coming on, Jason. It was awesome um getting to know you, you a little bit. You. And uh let's uh let's let's do it, man. Let's maybe one day
5: we'll let's run go. into each other let's in go. San
4: Diego or SoFi or something like that.
5: I really hope so. If you guys are gonna be in Thunder Alley, and then I'll definitely show up. I'll look for you guys. But we'll so, uh, out. thank you so much for giving me the time. Bolt fam, I love you guys for, for sure.
4: Our, our <laughs> pleasure, man. It was so awesome having you, and we will talk to you soon. All right. K love you, bye.
5: K love you, bye.
1: All right, Jason, let's go, buddy. Jay. Was, I love it, dude. I love, again, I love, you know, getting some of those residual fans from San Diego that yeah they've We're lived here. through the hard times. We've all lived through the hard times on the show and uh, and that you stuck with it and pulling back, you know, memories of like the LT yeah. and getting to meet Drew Brees. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. a bus boy, Like, I'd love to meet Drew Brees. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> but, Yeah, dude, that was really cool, Jason. Thank you so much for coming on, on, Jason. Really appreciate it, buddy. Um, All right, well, now it's time to go on to Ask Bolt Fam. Get ready. Buckle up, (laughs) (laughs) motherfucker. Time to put your money where your mouth is. Guys, don't jam a thumb up his bottle. Oh, that's what you do. <laughs> i wet my son excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Good luck, your boy. All right, that's right, gang. It is time for Ask Bolt Fam. We start this off with El Guapo. Who asked the question?
4: Start <laughs> <laughs> oh. my fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I wasn't ready.
1: Let's go. It felt so good watching Mahomes bitch-ass lose that game. I don't like to kick a guy while he's down, all right? But now feels like as good a time as any to say, f*** you, we're coming, all right? Chargers are up next. My question, if the NFL did a redraft of every player on every team right now, who would you guys legitimately pick first if you had the first pick? Biases aside. I can't put my biases
4: aside. Justin Herbert.
1: Well, it's not even a bias. Even like, bias
3: aside, what other quarterback do you take? Right. Like, what you're splitting hairs with the top five,
1: five guys. I right. don't want I think he's Mahomes. The top five guys. I don't I don't no, care. I can't okay, you don't root want Mahomes. for that guy, no matter what. I mean, it's like, yeah, could you work with Burrow? Sure. Could you work with, you know, uh, Josh Allen? Sure. Aaron Rodgers. But do I want to? No, no. I want the guy that got the offensive rookie of the year and is smashing records left and right. Like, yeah. What, like, yep. who else could you pick that would be like a cornerstone to a team and worth a first round future. pick? Yeah. It's got, it's got like you want to pick one of the young studs. Right. So it's Josh Allen,
3: Joe Burrow, Justin, Patrick Mahomes. Like, that, those are your options. And right. no one's I, better than Justin. So, and we're a little
4: move. biased, but I appreciate I sure.
1: it. I can't turn the bias off. I'm sorry. I but I mean, even that if I have a stays bias. Stays which, open. Like, yeah, yeah, just looking at statistics and where he's at and where he's going, like, you can't, I can't picture a better guy in the league right now. Like, I just,
3: yeah, I think you put Justin on any team that's in the Super Bowl and they're still in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. You know,
4: just get him a defense. I just want a defense for Justin. Get him a defense.
3: It's coming. It's coming.
1: It's coming. coming. We're working on it. It's coming. All right. El Guapo, thank you. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Gruder McBolt. And shout-out to Nate. You guys both thats the same question, but I'm going with Gruder. And it goes something like this. Gruder! Whoa, 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 we were wearing nice football matches last weekend. The Super Bowls match between the furry kittens and horny sheep will be very nice. I do not know who to be rooting for. Both suck the holes of assets. But uh, I guess if I have to choose, eh, maybe I go for the pretty kitties in La La Lands and not La Loser Horny Sheep. But... uh, well, I go now and find way to infiltrate Big Stadium in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, very nice. Uh, maybe I disguise self as zebra. They never know is me. No? Okay, I go now. But uh, who's you pick to win the uh, big match between Zoo Animal? Okay, love you. Bye.
4: <laughs> oh, that's a great. Like the, the furry kittens and the horny <laughs> sheep.
3: <laughs> yes. Zoo
4: yeah, animals.
1: <laughs> I've
3: I've picked against Cincinnati every single week. I didn't think they were going to win one game. I, and they I, yeah, I thought to they were do the do underdog.
4: It. Well, if you so root I for just, them now, they're going to lose to the Rams. So if you want them, but to win, I don't know
3: how you root against them. They're they're conti- they're going out and beating the best yeah. teams. They're, I love those seventy year
4: old crying their hearts out too. There's something yeah. about that. Like they, there's a lot of people that are probably like really been waiting on this for a long time. Like dedicated yeah. Bengals fans. It's oh, almost yeah. like dedicated Charger fans. Where we just haven't had a lot of success as of late. So mm-hmm. I think I can get behind something like that and put my burrow, not hate, just despise to the side a little bit.
1: I, I, wh- <laughs> why despise? Like, I don't
4: know. I was, was, a funny <laughs> word.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's, a, he's a good player. And he's so, fine. yeah, I, I think, I think it's going to be the Bengals. And this is who I'll be rooting for, whether or not they'll win. I don't know. It was interesting that both teams, had tight ends that went down in their games, but and big, you know, Big yeah. uh, B and Uzama, Uzama, yeah. So those have been two big targets for those guys, and both went down in the last game, and don't know if they'll be back for the next one. But everybody else, for all intents and purposes, seems healthy and ready to go. So I'm should excited at least be a for good
3: that Jalen Ramsey Jamar Chase matchup. Ooh, yeah, it's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah,
4: yeah, they're kind of designed Absolutely. for each other, so that'll be definitely fun to. And
3: they're see both it, see LSU guys, right?
4: Oh, it wasn't, wasn't Jalen Florida State?
1: Oh, yes. Yes. Good call. Because okay. he yeah. played with our boy. Derwin. Yes. yeah. Derwin. See. All right. So there you go. Greta McBolt and Nate, thank you guys for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Matt Saunders, who asked the question.
4: Certified fresh.
1: All right. What do you think... Of similar to soccer for overtime, but with two-point conversions. Each team gets five chances, but we push starting spot back each go.
4: That is a better (laughs) option than what we have now. I'm not mad, Matt. I don't
1: know. Kyle looks like he just farted. What happened? You don't think so? (laughs) I think it was the soccer throw. I'm like, don't don't collude the soccer and football. Well, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> We're not going soft. We're just trying to think of a new out of way to it. finish a game. It, each team gets five chances, but we push starting spot back each go. Like. It, um,
3: no, no. I guess in my mind, it's like a PK. So you get one play to score. Mm. And you, you, you get five. Like, you get a play. If you don't score, they get a play. If they don't score, you keep going right. and see who scores the most out of the five plays. Right. I guess. Which that would be fun now that I say it out I don't loud. Know, five yeah. chances is kind of a lot, though. But oh, one play each. Plays. It's, one, play it's
1: each. one and a half. Oh, it's one play Not each. Not a series. Yeah, no. It's just a play. Yeah, Intr- okay. it's, like a, it's like a penalty kick. I'm back on board when I'm with you.
3: And yeah, when they do it in in soccer,
1: when it comes down to it, it's just one Mike game. Williams
4: corner of the end zone, high point five eight. times. Ooh, I kind of
1: like that. Yeah, that sounds kind of exciting. Like these, you know, bigger and bigger plays. Like just trying to score. Like ooh,
4: I just had a crazy idea. That's nice. If they're, after all that, there's no there's no winner you take whoever had the most fantasy points <laughs> no. from their players during those so five stupid. plays no. wins the game. And now you got fantasy involved with the game.
1: Moneymaker. Synergy. Yeah. <laughs> trademark. Um, trademark. <laughs> Copyright. Copyright Um, All right. Well, Matt Saunders, I, that sounds like an awesome idea. We're we're all on board. Thank Better you than for making the now. suggestion. Yeah. More dodgeball. It. Or f- yeah. dodgeball. Yeah. She Just can dodge a wrench. She can dodge a ball. Overtime. Yeah. yeah. Because we've got the best one 36. to play. Yeah. yeah, we've got Justin that and Herbert. Send up your best five is dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, right now <laughs>
4: whoever can throw a fruit through a battleship, whoever does that wins the game. Yeah. We all know that we we've know got that guy. We know who's going to win every single overtime.
1: That's right. All right, Matt. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Danny Lags, who asked the question. Hey, oh, young bucks, how's it going? I put in a shout-out to try and get Chris Rumpf on the show with you guys, engaging fingers crossed formation. <laughs> so Bengals versus Rams. I don't want to hear L.A. is a Ram city or Joe is better than Herbo. I mean, who do you think wins? And $30 thirty thirty million for Adams? I mean, come on. It can't be too much.
4: And honestly, the best part of my day is when I see somebody go on Twitter Tweet at a player and tell them to come on our podcast. Yeah, dude. So, thank you, dude, Danny. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it, man. Dude,
1: really do. We would love to have Chris on here Hell's, talk about yeah. puppies and everything of the sort. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think for the better part, I think we're we're leaning towards the Bengals. But this was the other thing that did come out that Devontae Adams asking for thirty million. He's a, he's a
4: phenomenal player, but he's Shit. only as good who's throwing him the ball. If you want to go somewhere without a quarterback, you're not going to be worth the $30 million, bro. You're setting yourself up for just absolute failure.
3: Right. Just $30 million. The number one played wide receiver in 2021 was Amari Cooper at 22. He's just obliterating the high. Like, right, that's yeah. insane to jump $8 million. And he wants a long-term deal. That's not like a one-year $30 million deal. <laughs> he probably wants... Three four years, four years, 120,
1: 120 million. That's no, you can't I, it, just that to put it in perspective. Receiver. That's more than what Patrick Mahomes is going to make next year. So, no, <laughs> that's way can't, too much, yeah, you, you, but you it's can't such put a you
4: can't. I, I just don't think you can ask for that because you're not going to go to a place that you're going to be able to like earn that back for the well, team you right. unless you have some rookie it. stud,
3: right? Yeah, you're going you can ask for it, but sure. yeah, you're gonna go to Jacksonville. <laughs>
1: is, is that where you so want
4: to spend the rest of your life? Sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, good luck, good luck with that. Um. All right. Well, again, Danny, thank you for reaching out to Chris Rump. That was very sweet of you to do that. And Appreciate it, brother. We'll we'll keep you updated if uh, if it ends up happening because oh. next bolt insight may or may not be Chris Rump, <laughs> <laughs> but we do
4: we definitely do have a player next week. So Ooh, there you go. i'm Get ready,
1: tasty. Port mm, army. <laughs> mm. Special boy. All right, boy. Danny Lags. Thank you again. Let's move it on to Daniel Lawallen who asked the question. What's happening, bro-chachos? So, like, what did Papa Duggan name his new dog? Okay, okay, okay. So, my pigskin question. uh, What are your predictions on the Washington football team's new name and mascot? I'm predicting the Washington (laughs) Warthogs. They are releasing it on Groundhog Day, so get later on, dudes!
4: Thank you for bringing this up, because Dave... Is officially
1: on Twitter. I loved that. I saw the. Is he really? Yeah, he's on Twitter. Oh, dude, there's a tweet on trying to figure out a name for the new new puppy. He got his
4: puppy from our mom. Oh, that's where that came from. 40th anniversary. Yeah, he
1: texted me and
3: he was like, "I'm really thinking brochacho because of what like what someone (laughs) said. He did
4: say brochacho. That couldn't have worked out
1: better. I'm not joking. He's shit, considering Chacho consider- as a yeah. finalist. is yeah. the front runner right now. We know it's, that it's much.
3: Ch- Jr is the front runner right now.
1: Okay, Rivers Rivers and, and Broccato. Bro <laughs> so but Daniel, we haven't we haven't heard any something. official Daniel you're in the race. We ha- there's no official on the name yet. I we haven't heard.
4: I, I, we're waiting on mom to back off the Harry Potter names. <laughs> no, so as mom, she backs off Harry Potter. Mom's okay.
3: Mom's okay. Dad told me the finalists are Rivers and Junior. Those are the two front runners. Yeah.
4: I heard I heard Sirius. I heard some I heard Harry Pettigrew. Potter. Yeah. There's, there's, good, there's, there's, there's some good names in Harry Potter. Sure, they work sure. well for pets, but Snape, I'm going I'm, to, I'm personally going Rivers. No, but I actually,
1: <laughs>
4: yeah. Um, uh, my pick was War Daddy, but no one oh, no right. one really War wanted Daddy to get been. behind War Daddy.
1: Sure. Um, it's tough for a puppy. Like When the dog gets older, War, oh, Daddy, War Daddy feels right. But <laughs> War, little Daddy. War Daddy.
4: Come little War Daddy. If I had a dog, I would definitely name it War Daddy. That would be too much <laughs> yeah. fun.
3: It's also a golden retriever, so War Daddy doesn't really like it. It's like a pit bull or a bulldog right. or something. Sure, sure, sure.
4: So then, wh- hey, wh- why, not, why not the Washington? Why don't they do it? Washington
3: War Daddies. I, I think we need a... We need a bulldogs in the NFL. I would love it if
1: they that were would the Washington be awesome. Bulldogs. Washington I, Bulldogs. I'm it's pretty just the sure. Best mascot. I'm pretty sure that I read that it's going to be the Washington Commanders.
3: Stupid.
4: That just sounds like a offshoot so league name. Yeah, it sounds it like I know. It, it
1: doesn't. It, it sounds doesn't like, sound sounds right. like the
4: fleet. You yeah, sure. I mean, it's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. Diego
3: Fleet. Like I, like
4: I was cool <laughs> when it happened, but like the
3: f-ing fleet. I love it. Yeah. Really, I, The fleet. I it was like, all in. I was like,
5: "Go fleet, go fleet, fleet!" But now looking back, flea, for years, it's,
3: like, it's like a weird name. Yeah,
4: no offense to the fleet. That was a fun three quarters of a season. Absolutely, it was a fun
3: five games. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it was. But the commanders, it's just yeah, stupid. I think Sorry, the commanders really is what
1: it'll officially be. I like the warthogs way better. I think that warthogs. would be a fun mascot. Like the commanders, just going to be some dude, and that's it. Like I, I, I want an animal. I need a warthog on the sideline or. A war daddy. A yeah, the 32. Washington
4: legislations. Something fancy. <laughs> the Washington, the Washington bullshit. <laughs> yeah,
1: the Washington litigators. Let let's the, go. Washington uh, elite. You were coming. <laughs> you were coming. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you, Daniel Llewellyn for asking the question. Yeah. Let's move it on now to Gavin Gibson, who asked the question. <laughs> yes, you. You guys. Have- with your new overtime ideas with rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> My question is, if you could add any game to the Pro Bowl, what would it be? Would it be one to show off someone's skills or one for fun? Also, let's all take a minute to just enjoy the fact we won't have Mini Kermit twerking at halftime in the Super Bowl. Not going to like either of the winners getting it this year, but at least it's not going to those Muppets. Boat up. K-Love you, bye.
3: Um, um, I have a game that I would love to see played. Checkers? Yeah. <laughs> no, Extreme Red, Rover. Checkers. Red, <laughs> Red
4: Rover. Red <laughs> Rover. Red <laughs> Rover. How good send would that Justin be? Justin on over. Yeah. Yes. Red so Rover. You got to break through arms. Send Aaron Donald on over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be so
3: old.
4: Oh, <laughs> you
1: know,
3: if he's coming i'm letting go you
4: can have it dude you win dude there'd be so many broken forearms if that game <laughs> yeah. was instituted but yes cap- red-
1: capture the flag would be really fun capture the flag would be fun Tie eating
4: contest for sure oh hot dogs that, some, some good, kind of yeah. food and because you got to give the offensive lineman a chance sure none of these right. none of these are really favoring the offensive lineman red rover
1: That would be all O-line. Yeah, you'd you'd want an O-line on your So, how about a combo?
4: How about they have to eat a whole pie, put their head on a (laughs) stick, spin around 10 times, then red (laughs) Red everywhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That'd be the best Bowl activity, so. I, God, Red Rover! I don't know how you could top that. Like, just some kind of that'd be really good. That would be super full <laughs> Kyle.
4: I want to see that so bad. Aaron Donald running at some <laughs> wide receiver because they can pick where the link in the chain is. Yeah, they
3: get to pick their link. Yeah, we're going we
4: after this We're going after the. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my specialist but you guys, you're you're teed we're up. coming
3: after Ty Long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, Ty.
4: <laughs>
1: So all He's right. T- so, He's
4: strong though. He might he might pull
1: it off. Yeah. So we're going both for skill and for fun there, Gavin. Uh, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Justin Sabercool, who asked the question. <coughs> Sup dudes! <coughs> oh, what is your favorite Chargers jersey you guys own? Uh, keep up the great work, bros! <laughs> Yeah, all right <laughs> nothing
4: like the stoner voice i love it
1: um all right well this is a great question because i know you guys at least have some like memorabilia mine's my,
4: jerseys mine's my signed i watched him sign uh my jersey when phil signed it it was at the last qualcomm game we ran down <sighs> and phil signed my my he stayed like, there for field like an jersey. hour he stayed there and signed yeah. hundreds of of things wow and i like it because at at qualcomm the the drop was really far. So you're and like oh, right. yeah. Yeah. hanging down. Yeah. And I somehow got that signed. And yeah, that, 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 that's that is special.
1: That's so yeah. cool.
4: Hopefully I can get a Justin similar Justin signed and I can put them side by side. Oh, that's my ultimate
1: goal. I like it. How about you, Kyle? Do you have any special jerseys? I,
3: no, I don't really like, cause I was there that same day and I got something signed by Phil, but it just feels weird. Cause I was wearing an LT Jersey. And it was like a cool, like throwback navy and with what, the white. But mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta get something signed, so I threw it over there, and he signed it. So it feels <laughs> feels weird and off, but I guess that would be the one. Sure,
1: sure. Yeah, I don't have any uh, memorabilia jerseys, so I would say that my favorite one is the one that uh, we got at that opening game that Justin Herbert color rush jersey. Freaking love it's that it. jersey, and yeah. it's got that inaugural patch on it now for me to always remember that that was the first game. That we got to go to at SoFi Stadium. Mm-hmm. So can't
4: wait for next season. We get, are we going to do the home opener again?
1: I hope so. Let's go, I really do. Let's do. We just home. renewed our tickets. There you yeah, go. So it's yep. happening. It's going to happen. It's um, gonna happen. Justin cool. thank you, buddy, for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Gasman, who asked the question. <laughs> oh, fighter of the Foot man. Oh. AFC West celebrity death match, round one. Derek Carr, Max Crosby, Tim Brown versus Charger rules. Choose one current offense, one current defense, and one legacy player to throw down in a team death match. Get ready to rumble, bitches! <laughs> this is good. All, All right, good. so
4: so Carr, Crosby, and Tim Brown against versus a oh, current dude. offense,
1: current defense, and one legacy player. So. Okay. Offensively, gotta go lineman. I gotta go yeah. lineman. So, who would be the tough? Matt I'm, gonna filer? Go filer. Yeah. I'm gonna go yeah, filer. Yeah, it's gotta be Matt filer. Matt Filer. Matt filer. Yeah, yeah. He's got
4: that Viking vibes. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. He's yeah, pretty scary. So, Number, um,
1: defense. So, filer, filer. defense. There's Joey, a lot of options. Joey Bosa, yeah. Bosa Joey he's Bosa. Mafia. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. easy. Joey he's got Bosa. that.
3: Go somebody. Mafia yeah. And um, then a legend. Like his- I. It's gotta be like
1: Junior Seau, right?
4: I feel like there's some like player back. Well, in didn't the you 60s say this, like Rodney I mean,
1: Harrison was like a maniac out there, just like yeah, creaming but he's guys? He's also a specialist. Like he's a
3: safety body type. I think well, we he's going up go... against
1: Tim Brown. I think he can take him. We down. need to go back to the
3: sixties <laughs> and seventies, <Garrett> <laughs> back yeah. when
4: they used to bite each other in piles. That's what we need. We need. We need somebody vicious. Back in old school football days.
3: I don't know. I think that's would still go Junior. Sale oh. Bambi Merriman's all worth. it. That's go Junior. I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah,
4: let's go, Junior. Let's go, Junior. It's All easy right. answer. He's junior a it is. All right.
1: We've come to a consensus, Gas Man. Thank you for asking the question. Yeah, that was a great one, by great the way. Great question. All right. Let's move it on now to JP who asked the question. Since it's the off season, what type of hobbies do you guys like to do? Like, Justin Herbert, I'll probably spend some time fishing. Appreciate you guys. Bye. <laughs> bye. bye bye um
3: all right hobbies yeah this, i get back yeah. into golf oh I, cool. I, yeah i try to i like to play try to play golf once a week and mm. um so in the off season try to jump back and fix my golf game just to have it wrecked again
1: next football season
4: <laughs> that was yeah i like <laughs> it
1: what about you, Woodok? I, I, I'm a boring guy. I don't have a lot of hobbies. I I'll probably get back into like movie watching and like catch up on stuff that I didn't get a chance to get a chance to see. Get to, it's, it's award season for Pete's sake! It's time to find out all the uh, yeah. all the award winning movies that I haven't had a chance to watch yet.
4: I think I think this podcast has become my hobby because I mean, yeah, that true. is
1: this is our yeah. hobby, guys. This is <laughs> like the ultimate
4: hobby. Yeah.
1: Don't make any money because we don't it. make any money off of it, and it takes up at least two of our days. I think so. that's, that's
3: the
4: definition of a <laughs> yeah. hobby.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, it costs you money, right? Yeah. And takes takes a, it's lot a labor of, time. of love. Yeah, it's a yeah. labor of yeah. love. So
4: it's just I, honestly, like trying, like trying to track down players to bring on the show. Like you have to get creative. that's a hobby. Yeah, you have to find yeah, ways. A hobby. So You're a player that's, hunter.
3: Yeah, I'm a player hunter. <laughs> Adam's an
4: edit
3: <laughs>
1: episodes right for five days. That's a big hobby. Yeah, it's yeah. a huge hobby for me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it every minute of it. Um, all right. Well, there you go, JP. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move on now to Z the King one, who asked the question. Is there something you think either our coaching staff, front office, or players can learn from or take away from watching the amazing games that have been going on this postseason? Baby, anything we can implement to put us in the Super Bowl next year.
4: Defense wins championships. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're all pretty much what come to find.
1: Defense wins championships, and it pays to have a good kicker to freaking put some of these games away. How about that Bengals rookie? That's what I'm saying. Evan McPherson is out of his mind. Like God, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, like 12 for 12 in the postseason right now, which is the most by any kicker that's had that many kicks, like. Wow. Like obviously, yeah. A kicker, you need to have a good kicker. You have to have a good kicker. And I,
4: I think we have one. I'm we very, very I think very. we do too. Yeah.
1: Could be better, but I think he's a good one. <laughs> hey. <think> he's fantastic. <laughs> I'll, I'll take him. Yeah, I'll take him all day long. So um, all right. Well, there you go. See the king one is short and sweet. That's how we like it here. Yeah. All right, let's move it on now to fat cooter meat. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Holy smokes. <laughs> think we've had him on before? Think is an old that name. <laughs> certified stain. <My> <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Holy I'm smokes. blushing. Is that out. is so
3: bold. Is this a one day? <laughs> This has got to be like a his burner, burner, burner account. account. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is
4: Reddit at its finest. This, yeah. Oh, yeah, no,
1: this is absolutely Reddit. So, <laughs>
4: oh my God.
1: It's taken That's on the over. Depths of the internet. <laughs> FCM, who asked the question? <laughs> the FCM. <laughs> FCM please, thank you. <laughs> Everyone that buys into Tom Telesco's conservative off-season approach needs to look at how the Bengals approached last off-season. They went out and signed half of their current defensive starters, knowing that they'll figure out their young starters' contracts later. If we don't make multiple big signings, is it time for us to move on from our GM? I'd say yes.
4: FCM, I think you're on the side. Something
1: I just I, I wise think, words from FCM, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting uh, voice choice, too. For F-CN. I wanted it to be something very, elegant,
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 very elegant. Um, yeah. okay, <laughs> I agree. I mean,
1: I, I <laughs> can't
3: answer this. I'm listening, we're all listening. That's no, okay. <laughs> Yeah, you okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, I think forever, and even I was listening to the Bears' new GM talk about how we're going to build our team through the draft. Right, like, I I love the idea, and it sure. makes sense financially, but it just doesn't work. Like right. I I don't see it being consistent anymore. Like. That's how you build a dynasty where you win for 10 years. Sure. Yeah. But like teams aren't doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. Look at the Bucs. They went out and got Tom Brady, won a Super Bowl, had another 12 win season. Now he's done, and they're just like, okay, well, here we go. Let's try to rebuild it now. Right. You know, like it's just what happens. You win a Super Bowl and then you're gonna have to rebuild. It's not a we're gonna win five in the next decade type of thing. I just it doesn't feel like that anymore. It feels like if you want to win, you gotta go win. You gotta right. go bring in all the best players and make it happen for that one or two years.
1: Right. Teams aren't willing to gamble on a future of a, of a rookie player, you know, filling into their position. It now seems to be a lot more well, like building with players that, you know, can perform. Well, I don't know. I,
3: I think that it, that plan can still work. There's just not. of
1: organizations.
3: No, no. It's organizations and coaches aren't coaches. Don't want that. If a coach has three years of losing seasons because they're building through the draft, they're fired. If a GM nowadays has 3 years of losing seasons, I'm building through the jet. Ownership doesn't care, you're fired. So it's just like that that idea except for within the Chargers, which we give our GMs 10 years a pop no matter what. They sign 10-year contracts. Right. Um if you don't win, you you're fired. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't get to make one playoff appearance in 8 years and keep your job. That's not how the NFL works anymore. So mm-hmm. that's 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 why I think a lot of these GMs have moved towards I'm going to spend as much money as I can to bring in a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. because that's my resume for my next stop. Well, interesting way to look at it.
1: With the Chargers going into the offseason, having one of the most, if not the most in cap space to spend, uh, this is is his moment. This is his opportunity to try to make something happen if that is the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, FCM, thank you for asking the question. We really appreciate you coming on and asking these tough questions. I, it's awesome. Fresh faces, uh, fresh names. That's right. Let's move it on now to an old name, unanimous, who yeah. asked the question. Looking at the GMs in the championship games, Telesco's style does not fit. Ten years of very little success. No faith in him to build a championship team. With the wild AFCs this year, he has made zero moves to bolster Araraty before the deadline. Just sat on his hands. Casey traded for Ingram and he bored for them. But Telesco attempted nothing. And now it's yes, <laughs> three of Hubbard's deal. Don't trust Telesco at all. My question: When are you guys ready to finally move on? Okay, love you bye. Nothing. 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 Um <laughs> All right, well, uh, similar question, but it's like, yeah. when are we ready? When, when
4: is enough enough?
1: Right. I think this is his year. Yeah. I think I think you have your
3: rookie quarterback. You have a cheap roster outside of that. Like you have opportunities to be kind of a, a rain man in the free mark, like free agency market mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens. Like right. if we just stay put and pay the guys that have been there and nothing really changes and we don't go out and sign big names to fix the defense and a right tackle and just hope that like a Trey Pipkins evolves or these guys that we drafted last year, like a Chris Rump takes over for China. Like if that's the idea, then and and if we don't go win a Super Bowl, I think Telesco is going to have a hard time keeping his job. I think yeah. this is
1: his year to prove it. Yeah, It is. I think. I mean, the one thing that he makes mention is here is like Telesco sitting on his hands, and obviously we don't know that Telesco is just like, nope, I'm good, you know, and then crossing his hands. Like there also has to be that element of like players wanting to come play with us and like wanting to be on yeah. the team, like. We've talked about other players, especially last season in free agency, of players that had like a connection to Staley and being like, oh, yeah, Staley's going to go from He's worked with Staley before, and then he doesn't. Or he'll go to like, it was like the the guy that played on the Rams and he went to the Browns or something like that. And it was like, oh, man, like, so it was. I don't know how much of it is Telesco not trying versus how many uh, versus guys that don't necessarily want to come. Like it's Staley's well, a new coach. I think a lot of it's yeah. a
4: lot a lot of it's money, too. Like sure. guys we're not willing
3: com- to overpay.
1: Yeah, we're, right. we're never, never going
4: to.
3: It's always I need a bargain for everybody. If mm-hmm. if it's if I'm having to pay what more than what I think I'm out. No, no matter what. What's like? Mm-hmm. So it's just we're always looking for a bargain in everybody. Mm
1: hmm. And, and, and sometimes that, it like, pays off and yeah. sometimes it doesn't, but yeah, we are, we, with the amount of money that we have going into this off season, we got to see some splashes. We got to see something happen. Cause yeah, his, his job is a hundred percent on the line. Yeah. We need so, an
4: exciting free agency. That's really what I think we're looking at. I think we had a right. good, we had a good one last year. He had an exciting, right. one of the more exciting ones of his tenure right. last year. Yeah. yeah. He needs to do he, it again. I mean,
3: we we went from the worst offensive line in the league it's to a to of of top us. ten offensive yeah. lines in the league. So easily, it wasn't flashy from a like wide receiver, team players, yeah. yeah, quarterback, that kind of stuff. But it was a solid off season, and I think I honestly I don't think this off is going to be overwhelmingly flashy. I just think he needs to bring in the right pieces. Yeah. Right, it has to be like I think week seven or eight you're going to be like, wow, that was a huge pickup when we signed that. Defensive end, and we, we got, got him on a great deal because, like, the reason we have such a big cast base is because we have so many free agents. So, right. there's an opportunity to just get the guys that you need. They might not be huge names, but they're the guys that fit what we need. So, mm-hmm. that's what Telesco is going to have to do really, really well is just find the right guys that
1: fit. Right. 100%. Big time. All right. There you go. Unanimous. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on to Sassy Sports Guy. Who asked the question? It's going to suck seeing the media slobber all over Burrow. But on the bright side, the football gods will be feasting on Patrick Mahomes' rotting corpse tonight. And that's something I'm really thankful for. My question, what's a movie everyone else loves but you hate? Good question.
4: I have one. It's not like... It was one of the worst theater experiences I've ever had. (laughs) Like so I painted the movie for it was you, shit. But it's getting like it's it's current and it's like an award season. It's gonna win win mm. a whole bunch of shit. And I was just like, this is trash. Like Whoa. I am not enjoying watching this. And it's that movie. It's a movie called Spencer about Princess Di. Oh right, yeah. Whoa, was that a steaming pile of <laughs> shit? <laughs>
0: A little, oh, obscure. Okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> little okay. obscure, but yeah. I feel very strongly no, about my position. I,
1: I have heard that. I've heard that there's some really like you either love it or you just hate and it. And if you ever.
4: love it, I would love to chat.
1: <laughs>
4: I just want to know how that brain works.
1: I want to open your eyes.
4: I want to know more because <laughs> I'm just not smart enough, apparently.
1: Sure, I, sure, just, sure. Just teach me. Um, For me... I don't know that this is necessarily a beloved movie by any stretch, but it's had sequels and it has a ride at Disneyland. And I just, I'm just like, I don't understand the appeal of this at all. And it's Cars. I don't get cars. I don't understand it. <laughs> I know life is a highway, and I don't want to ride it all night long. <laughs> <so> <laughs> I uh, I don't the get the chica huh? Chakaow and the and the and the Mater and <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not my. That is I not my bag at all. Rate yeah, my I,
4: favorite I, Pixar.
3: No, I I beg to differ. differ. that. I think that is a top five Pixar for me in the in the Duggan cars. The yeah, I, lo- I love cars.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. Even came before
3: out with kids. Was I was like that McQueen is dope. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> McQueen like is dope. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a McQueen one day. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh man, That's a little awesome. closer to college oh, Chichón. Yeah, 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 yeah,
3: for sure. What about
4: you?
1: Colin? I don't
3: know. I can't really think of anything.
1: I don't. I don't know. I kind of go with the crowd usually. I, Somebody likes it. And tells I'll tell me, you. Like, oh yeah, I like it too. I'll tell you, and this isn't. I'm not slamming it, but I know that it's widely pandered as not being a great movie. Is Nacho Libre? Yeah, but no one likes
3: it, and I yeah, love it.
1: I know you. That's the opposite of what
3: this question is. Yeah. No, it's because this question is something everyone, oh, everyone loves but, but you hate. hate. Got yeah. it? Okay, that's yeah, yeah. true. Yeah,
4: yeah. Well, this is something you love and everyone hates, and I. That's but I fine. love it.
3: I, I actually, love it to my death.
4: I actually liked it more watching it. Like, I, I thought it was okay when I saw it. And then I watched it with you. I was like, okay, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen.
1: Because <laughs> you were
4: laughing so hard. I'm like, okay, yeah. I get, yeah. it. I get so- it now. I
1: get it. I get it. Now I know where to laugh. It's one of, it's one of,
3: <laughs> it's one of those cult Teach movies me. that, like, it has yeah. a following. And you're either on it or you're not. There you go. Yeah,
4: and
1: I've never all laughed
3: right.
4: so hard at a movie as I did with you one time when we watched. Well, what did we watch? It was Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. we had a night. We all we almost died laughing. I, yeah,
3: watch <laughs> movies with Gold Coach, I think is, I think that's a the top movie. five favorite movie as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, there you go, sassy sports guy. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Nicholas Francis, who asked the question. Do you think Herbert needs new weapons this upcoming season? Do we need an upgrade?
4: I think we need to bring back a very specific weapon. Hunter Henry. (laughs) 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 That would be cool. I wasn't going there, but yeah. A tight end would be a new tight end that is at 34. I just think an elite
3: pass catching tight end. I like the guys we have, and they're solid. Mm -hmm. Barham's a solid option. Um, Anderson is good. Uh, Trey McKitty is a great run blocker. We just don't have, we don't have the, the elite. We don't have the Travis right. Kelsey. you like, we, 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 that's just a big part of an offense. Right. Um, that is, is a little bit missing in my opinion from, from our offense. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, there's a lot of opportunity because Mike Williams is, is the biggest weapon that we need to resign for sure. For sure. Would
4: you, if, you know, now that Brady's retiring and, Gronkowski decides he wants one more year. Would you take know. a Rob Gronkowski?
3: No, I don't know. A waiting really years Gronkowski. Games. I don't know. I know he's, he's still trading product,
4: a you know? late ra- a, 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 up and age, you know, tight end for an up and age tight end, but he's he looks like he can party.
1: <laughs> he can. <laughs> he he can definitely party. Yeah. The no. only reason and not the only reason. The main reason I would say no, is, and I mentioned this to you guys, was that like, okay, if Tom Brady's retiring, which he's, he's at this point, we retiring. don't know if he is or not, but people yeah. he probably day day is. Right yeah. now, day to day. Um, day, to day to chances retire. are, Gronkowski's going to retire too, and I need Gronkowski to retire because he is the closest one to potentially beating Antonio Gates' touchdown record, and I just do not want that to happen, Fair even enough. if it's with the Chargers. So, Oh,
4: what if he came there and beat the record with the Chargers? That's no. not happening. No. Go ahead and retire. You guys can yeah. just
3: Yeah, right off into the sunset. Bye bye. Go do your yeah. Go do your cruises, your
1: party cruises that you started throwing. Go have fun. (laughs) Go Go. have bye 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 bye. Yeah, the one guy or the type of player that we've talked about needing on this team that we don't have is that Yak player, Tyree Kill type. Yeah, the the throw it for five, run it for twenty type player.
4: Explosive personality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So another one of those would be great. But do we? Does he need it? I think he'll make it work regardless, but i if it nice. happens, we'll be all for it. You yeah. know what we need? You know what we really need? Guys that just catch every pass. That's true. Yeah. Just don't drop to, balls. some solid hands. Yeah. That would be
4: nice, actually.
1: <laughs> now that I think about it, I'll
3: take
4: one. Took of those. a moment.
1: That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be all about be it. Nice.
3: Maybe less players, more catches.
4: You know?
1: <laughs>
3: sounds 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 good. Sounds
1: catch. What's right. the soup
3: de jour? Soup of the day. Soup of
1: the day. <laughs> sounds good. I'll have that. I'll have that. All right, Nicholas Francis, thank you for asking the question. Moving on now to Robert Carper, who asked the question. This one's for Coach. Herbert, as tall as he is, sure had a lot of batted down and tipped passes this season. Is there a certain type, drill, or whatever that he could do to decrease those in the future? It may be a stupid question, but just thought I'd ask. All right. Good question. Not a stupid question at all. No, I I think think that's a great question. That's why you see some of these
3: guys have these crazy releases, you know, like Patrick Mahomes and his, and Matt Stafford, even with these like sidearm underhand. Um, you saw Phil do it a lot. Uh, I'm not really sure. I think a lot of it comes down to timing. Um, most of the time, if you're going to block a pass, you've given up on your pass rush. Um, so you're kind of just sitting there at the line of scrimmage. You've been, you've been defeated on your pass rush. So now you're going to stop and try to get hands up. Hmm um and a lot of the times batted passes are the short underneath stuff so it's all timing stuff like if it's a out of shotgun if it's a one step and go it's all timing stuff so little ways to throw off rhythm i don't i don't really know Uh, i don't understand how a six foot six quarterback is getting anything batted down but um yeah i hope i
1: hope uh shane day has a couple drills for him i'm sure he does and yeah and i'm sure that they're they're aware of it and Yeah, I think that's a great question, though, Robert. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Scott from OC. Scotty. Who asked the question. Welp, my worst-case scenario just happened. Super Bowl 56. Dan Orlovsky's hard-on versus NFL's IKEA team. (laughs) As a Chargers fan, I feel like there's no scenario where the media doesn't shit on the Chargers or (laughs) Herbert, which is bullshit. Anywho... Let's hope for a fun game and that Charger fans win their Super Bowl bets. My question for you guys is the following. What would be worst case scenario? If Russell Wilson goes to the Raiders, Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders, or Aaron Rodgers goes to the Broncos? K, love you, bye. Aaron to the Broncos. Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos. Yeah, the Raiders
3: are going to find a way to to shit the sheets, but Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos could be a real problem. Mm -hmm. Real pain in the dick. yeah, Real problem. (laughs) Um, I will say, though, like, okay, so I've thought about a lot, too, in the media kind of crapping on the Chargers. We're used to it, right? We're used to (sighs) it by now. Yeah, like, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, why do I always want the media to be on our side? It's like, there's a part of me that thinks that them talking good about our team will make us better, or it'll make me feel better about the team, but it's not either way. I'm going to support the team the exact right. same. And Kyle, we, we we almost perform Kyle, better when we're underdogs, Kyle. God. It's
4: called positive reinforcement. Okay, I know I didn't play the game, but I want to be reinforced with positivity.
3: I know that, and I that I get it, I want it too, but Kyle. at the end of the day, it, it's like it gives. Frick! If these guys on Good Morning Football care about our football team, like it's not going to change anything.
1: No, it won't. I I think as fans, it it it's a way to kind of legitimize your fandom. You know, because some people m- will ask the question, like, why the fuck are you a Charger fan? Like, what is <laughs> yeah. wrong with you? Like, are you just a glutton for punishment? And if you get you know somebody saying nice things about the team on the TV, then it's like, hey. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Hard. Everybody. Yeah, Did you all hear this? I'm going to
3: post this. Yeah. yeah.
1: Colin cowherd. Yeah. Give it to him. Like, <laughs> it's just like, it, it's, it really isn't, you know, getting the media to talk about your team is just them looking for a storyline. And right. Honestly, like when they do talk about us, sometimes it feels a little overhyped. So well, yeah. And we know how stupid that media is, you know, right. like.
3: So who gives a crap if they like your team? Because they don't know what they're talking about, anyways. Exactly. They still every time they talk, it's about how few Charger fans there are. And blah,
5: blah, I, blah, 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 I was just which about to all say, all we that. know it's false. Like after
4: right. that last SoFi home game, like and not hearing anything about it, I think that narrative is just they've like earmarked it for us. No matter right. what happens,
1: that will just work. be our narrative. We don't have and enough fans, and it just fans.
3: proves how stupid the media is. So why right. do I care if they say good things about my team? There you sure. go. Go enjoy slobbing on the knob and IKEA. Well, I don't get the I, I don't get the joke. I don't get the NFL's IKEA team I don't because they
1: picked up a lot of guys in the off season, so it's a lot of acclimated or accumulated players. Oh, okay. okay, so it's I, a lot I lot think that's the idea behind it, and it, it takes yeah. a
4: long time to put together. And there's some, <laughs> but in the end, it, doesn't last very, very okay. it, it doesn't, really doesn't last very long. It doesn't last very long. Doesn't last <laughs> short-term contract. Yeah. There Maybe you go. Yeah.
1: I think that's where he was going with that. All right, Scott from O C. Scott. Thank you. Yeah, you've outsmarted us yet again. He's tall. Thank you for asking <laughs> the question. Let's move it on now to Philip Musso, who asked the question. How do you think the AFC West looks next year? New coaches in Denver and Las Vegas? Will the Broncos' defense be the same with a new coach? How do you think the Raiders will look under McDaniels? Yay!
4: McDaniels really likes going to the AFC West, huh? I guess bailed stand as a Bronco, and now he's a hopefully. I oh, you know
3: what we never talked as about? As Jim Caldwell yeah. denying an interview for the Raiders that. Job. Yeah. I
4: love Jim yeah. Caldwell. They, there were so many Raider fans, <laughs> so great. pissed good. off <laughs> about
3: that. Yeah, yeah like, thanks, no, but f- no thanks. Well, you know, I we know that you're not really working right now. Would you like to come in for an interview? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm good. No, I'm, I'm good. good. That dumpster fire. I, I can don't see have my flame retardant
4: for your trash can on fire.
3: I can't jump in that. Mm-mm. Yeah, geez. Uh, yeah. Josh McDaniels Dunster. is cannonballing
1: into that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, let's get a ball. <laughs> <get him all. laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the Broncos, different. yeah, Broncos got their coach, uh, their defense was it, won't be the same.
4: Hacking, yeah. yeah he was the yeah, Packers yeah. offensive Packers coordinator. OC. Well, yeah. it's clearly what they're looking at trying to do That's is all, lure. Yeah, it's an
3: angle to get Aaron.
4: That's all the Broncos do. They don't know how to wow. draft yep. a quarterback, they just go rent one for a few years.
3: Yep, and there's no way that the Broncos are as good without Vic Fangio. That guy's one of the all-time great defensive coordinators in the league. So you Mm. take that away, anyone they bring in is going to be worse. They're not going to be as good.
4: Yeah, you can have the great players. you don't have the right scheme, you're going to get beat.
3: And it's probably going to be a new scheme, and then it's that what we saw this year, filling it out and getting the right personnel to make that work. Um, That's a tough sell, man. They should have kept Fangio, tried to get Aaron Rodgers, um, because you know Aaron Rodgers is the OC. He's not going to listen to anyone. We know that that's the case. Like he doesn't care that's about his true. coaching. He doesn't care about anything. He's going to go out there and do what he wants. So keep Fangio. Keep your defense top five in the league, and bring in the quarterback that you need. Well, mm-hmm.
4: and they keep saying how like the offensive coordinator is like they're like best friends and all chummy, but he's only been there for a couple years, and if I remember correctly. He's been talking Aaron Rodgers been talking a lot of shit the last couple of years. You know, like when you go somewhere and you have a bad time and you're with certain people, you might associate that bad time with certain people. It's just the thought, you know. I don't know. I, I would just don't, I don't to be, want to see him as a Bronco. I don't want no, to. See I would
1: it. not want to be Aaron Rodgers' coach. No way. No. Not at this point in his career. No. no. All right. Well, there you go, Philip Massot. Thank you for asking the question. Hey, maybe Aaron Rodgers will get a he- head coaching job. Maybe oh, he head coach,
3: quarterback, GM. That's probably what he wants, right? <laughs> like slap shot. Yeah. What if Jacksonville gives him head coach, GM, and starting quarterback?
1: Have you It's so crazy. It just <laughs> might work. <laughs> <It> just <laughs> might work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All it. right, Philip Musso. Thank you for asking the question. And we go out of Ask Bolt Fam with Jeebs, the DSI Island. Who asked the question? 999. 999. 1000. Oh, hey, stupid puny Americans. I'm just finishing my warm up. 1000 post squats, or whatever they're called. I learned it in Thunder Alley and the mighty beer bong. (laughs) (laughs) I love American activities. Well, some. uh, Those radar shits are not so good. Do you think they realize when they name their stadium the Death Star that that thing blows up twice? (laughs) 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 F***ing idiots, anyway. How's that puny rival of mine? (laughs) What? He couldn't handle Tuesdays, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I will crush him. Anywho, what's new with you guys? Anything exciting going on in your lives besides reveling in the sorrows of Chief's tears? Ha <laughs> ha f***ing losers. How beautiful was it to see that ending? Especially with how Mahomes shrugged off his jacket with all the cockiness in the world saying, Game over. What a shithead, like, down, you simple bitch. <laughs> 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 so now to our question of the week. Sorry for this one, stupid Americans. You could pick either Rivers or Herbert to be your best friend, but the catch is whoever you don't pick hates you with all their soul. <laughs> Tell Craig I will crush him. Dosvidanya, bitches. <laughs> oh, yeah. And fuck. The Raiders kill of you by stupid Americans.
5: <laughs> Throwing some shade oh, at our boy. boy. Craig.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, hey, this is this, this is, is Craig's, Craig's old Russian just reading a rival. Script. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he lists as Craig's Russian rival makes yeah. a return. So, <laughs> um, and,
4: but he is on Fridays. If you don't always listen to Fridays, make sure you yeah. listen to Fridays because that's where the Craig experience. is Because that's where the Craig experience
1: is for right now, and uh, and he's. he's <laughs> Craig is awesome. He just dropped so much. He's adding a lot much. of value to our Friday episode. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's Stock's legitimizing our podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay. I, I love I, the, this I love is, and I hate this question at the same time. So, Justin Herbert, Phillip Rivers, one of them will be your best friend, and the other one will hate you with every fiber of their being. they both are still Chargers quarterbacks at the end of the day. Of course. It's not going to stop. One of them will Justin, go like, yeah, that guy, Kyle. That guy, I hate him so. I'll say
3: else. it the other way. If Philip Rivers said that about me, I would cry. I my <laughs> life would be over. If Philip Rivers like, oh yeah, Kyle guy, yeah, i hate that guy. He's I the would worst. cry. So that's my answer. I'd be best friends with Phil. If Justin hated me, like, okay, that would suck. But Phil is like a, like an uncle. You know, sure. No, yeah, Phil. I want to be best friends with Phil. Justin can hate me. Just go win a Super Bowl.
4: I just don't think Phil would have enough time for me to really, really bring our friendship really to full uh, maturation. No,
3: that's not. Don't think about it like that. Think about the hatred of a Phil hatred. And the hatred of a Justin. Justin like doesn't, doesn't hate. I don't. I'm right. telling
4: you right now, Phil. It'll be signed, softer. Phil already signed my jersey. I'm looking for a Herbert one. If he hated me, he's not signing that jersey, and I'm not putting it up on my wall. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. I need I him to love me. You have
3: a jersey on the on your wall of some
4: guy that absolutely hates you. He didn't hate me when he signed it, Kyle.
3: <laughs> That's a dumb answer. You're just in love with Justin Herbert. But I would say <laughs> Phil Rivers, Justin. Herbert. Um, oh, man. I feel like Justin so,
4: Herbert
1: hating you, he'll still give you some of the victory versus. No, no he's way. never hated
4: anyone in yeah. his entire no, life. Like that would, would be so terrifying. Like, Justin Herbert
1: what? would give you like the silent treatment. He would just be yeah. like, he would say hi to everybody and then he's he'd get you and he'd just you. move yeah. on to the That's next. Even deck. worse. No, it's not.
3: No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> not. It's not worse than the 96 <laughs> yards! Such like all the time, just talking smack. He's an all-time smack talker. He'll just be all over you on Twitter all yeah. the time. Justin is not even on social media. I don't
4: think Phil knows how to use a phone, so I think we're okay. <laughs>
3: his kids will get after you, though. <laughs> He's
4: got his minions. Sickest
3: kids on There's like 14 of them.
1: Yeah. Oh man. I love you, uh,
4: Phil. Please don't listen to this.
1: Yeah, let, let's let's preface this by saying that we love both quarterbacks and we equally. would be best friends with both of them equally. Yeah. But in the spirit of the question, gotta say Phil. I, I kind of lean towards Justin Julie. only because only because Phil's done with 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 the career. I mean, he might do an Eric Weddle and like come back and play like for a Super Bowl run somewhere down he the line. He never retired a Charger and that's we and all that's know true. that he's going to. Yeah. So he that means the playing days are not done. That's true. You're you're 100% right, but I think if I could be best friends with Justin Herbert, imagine being best friends with Justin Herbert through the entirety of his career. As a charger quarterback, Dude, best
4: friends usually get tickets, man. Just saying.
1: I'm not even looking at it at that angle. Like, just imagine being best friends with Justin Herbert and the road he's about to take for the rest of his career. See, that's where it's
3: different. I feel like being best friends with Phil and going to, going to like moving to Alabama, and
1: coaching with him in high school would be even better. That's different. And hearing all of his sure. stories. That's good
4: for you. That no, sounds I, think, not I don't like think it's a bad answer. Me.
1: I think that's a good angle that you're taking. I think for me, I, I would have to be best friends with Justin, and if Philip hates me, that would it would break my heart. But yeah, all right. Pound it, well done. Pound it, buddy. You're dumb, <laughs> idiot. All right, Jeeves. Thank you, you for asking American. such <laughs> <laughs> such a, American activities. Yeah, such a such a splitting question. Um, you've broken up Charger chat. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, quit. that that is it for Ask Bolt Fam. Uh, all right. Any. Any bold predictions for any bold predictions for the Pro Bowl? How about that?
4: Uh, I will. I I predict that um, Justin Herbert will start, and we Patrick all know Mahomes he's starting. We will know not. Starting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I predict Justin Herbert will win the uh, dodgeball championship. Definitely,
4: I That's predict that prediction. he hits Patrick Mahomes square in the
3: face with a dodgeball. Square in the face, Patrick Mahomes will still be, and then he'll see it and believe <laughs> his it. His
1: nose will be. Patrick bent to Mahomes the side. will
3: still be comforting his his baby brother and his wife both, until. Maybe the they'll ball. be TikToking
4: off the side of the dodgeball court, and then they get wrecked by Justin Herbert. That's my bold
3: prediction. prediction. Yeah, Pat's brother's doing a TikTok dance. and catches a straight dodgeball to the nuts, square Great in the one. Newts. Newts.
4: <laughs> newts. I like it. That's my bold prediction too.
1: Okay. Well, there you That's go, my bold folks. Hope. All right. That'll do it for this episode of Charge a Chat. Don't forget to bolt up, folks, because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Okay, love you. Bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. Ah! This Thursday, prepare yourselves for the movie event of the year. The name you call out could be your last. Hold. Hold. Skip Arm Day 4 Red Rover Rated R